Justin, how are you? Ah, let's start. Let's start. Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely <laughs> fabulous. I'm absolutely fabulous. Uh, looking forward to Good, uh, the next week off. The joys of being an educator, man. <laughs> oh, you have the next week yeah. off? Oh man, we should get some pods. Uh, in. Absolutely. Yeah, we have a a, a <laughs> um, little bit of family uh, tripping. But uh, yeah, after that, for sure, I of think course, we got some yeah. midday. I mean, you're obviously going to bring your podcast gear and tell them you I can't have not, go on the hike. So you have I haven't work mentioned to it to Lindsay, but I did want to bring a light <laughs> setup, man. I need a little mini, like a little uh, single track. Um, either Yeah, like you were saying, a, a USB you know interface or just a little single track. I, I recommend the Apogee Jam. Apogee Jam? I use the Apogee Jam 96K. And um, I use that plus Logic, and I can record. I recorded. Do you remember the nursery rhymes I yes. recorded and yeah. released earlier this year? All at my desk while I was at work. Everything was done in Logic with the ninety six K Apogee Jam. This best investment I ever made. I bought it on eBay. Used. Really? And and this yeah. is not a uh, this is not a uh, a promotional pod. <laughs> no. <laughs> so the Apogee. Okay. This is not. Yeah. Absolutely love that thing. I know I allotted it into the pod account. Do you, should we do that? This is all housekeeping to clean up some things uh, that we had left over from not just the last episode, but just in general. Yeah, let's do some housekeeping. Um, so we had put a poll up um, on Twitter about the fall winter albums because um, there was that meme that went out that was like, oh, it's less than 60 outside, and somebody posted a picture of the Transatlanticism album cover, which I do agree is a perfect cold weather album, uh, Death Cab for Cuties, Transatlanticism. So I said, well, I, well what would Jimmy World's Transatlanticism be? My knee-jerk reaction was clarity. And I said, well, what other album in their catalog could I pit up against and, and get some fan involvement what do other people think um could be that fall winter album for jimmy world and i was like you know integrity blues that's very uh to me uh, it came out like i think it was on my birth i went and saw jimmy world on my birthday with addison and my wife and um uh our friend roy uh for my birthday in 2016 so um i remember that album as a fall winter album um and so i pit them up against each other and we had a, a clarity one today's episode is clarity so i thought it appropriate to bring it up um but i got a lot of write-in votes for futures so last weekend on a drive home from newport beach we put futures on and i will say in my mind's eye futures is way more rocking than i should give it credit for it is a great night fall album however to me personally, I'm gonna go with the. We put the poll up on Twitter and Instagram. I want yeah, to know what the I standings were on that by the end. Uh, I could pull up the Instagram one. I don't. I don't have Instagram on my phone anymore. I spend too much time on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, it's on our uh, socials, so we're we never talk about it. Um, but we're Jimmy E Pod on all socials, and if you ever want to e- email us for whatever reason. Uh, jimmyeatpod at gmail.com it wants me to log in to see our own story absolutely leave it okay so you were saying Uh futures now futures is the one that that we've talked about that one i had on a lot when i would go driving um into the valley sometimes all the way down into um on onto sunset boulevard uh was one of those albums and it partly i think part of it why it it feels like such a good night album is well there's a couple of um 
there's a couple of, of reasons. First, it's the imagery on the front and the darkness of it. And then, of course, there yeah. is the actual song, Night Drive, which is track 10. Ooh. And uh, right. so I think that's that's partly why I think of that one as a night one. I don't associate Futures, though, with um, with Fall the way that I would associate uh, Clarity. Uh, Clarity has a, a different t- type of overall sound. And I know we're going to get into that when we talk about our um, our jam um, a little bit. In, in, a, in a couple minutes, but it's, it's like a different type of overall. Um, I don't know. I get the, fe- a different feeling and partially um, I'm sure this is why some people associate certain albums with times of the year is that just the event at that moment when they heard it or, or what they repeat repeatedly listen to and associate um, in their mind, a certain event. And this one just has, I've mentioned this before the entire clarity album is the one one of very, I think the Band of Horses, I had a couple of Band of Horses albums. They were the only things that were on my MacBook at the time. This and then those Band of Horses. And uh, this was the first album that I would go through when I would do work at night. And so I would listen from all the way from Table for Glasses all the way down to um, Goodbye Sky Harbor. Yeah. And I didn't have the expanded edition, so I was just listening to the end. Mm-hmm. So that's what I associate with it. And I, I, I associate this, this album with um, more long nights than, uh, than anything else. Well, good. So you agree with... So the tweet we put out um, was on November 1st. Um, the final results were 52% clarity, 48% integrity blue. So it was close. close. The tweet activity, it was 612 impressions, 99 total engagements, 48 total votes, 52 to 48 clarity. Then uh, Ryan Lee Caldwell, he's from Take Off Your Pants, a podcast. He says, Integrity Blues is for cold, lonely nights. Clarity is for airplanes. And I said, not wrong about airplanes because goodbye, Sky Harbor. And then he said, writing for airplanes, asterisk. So I assume he means like instead of like airplanes can listen to music or something. I guess. <laughs> so I said, Death Cab has an album for that, too, because Death Cab has a song, has an album called Something About Airplanes. So I just posted that. Um and what else did we get? Uh, so uh, Bob is uh, at Pizza Beat, uh, says cold weather nights, integrity blues, hot weather nights, clarity. Um, I I don't know. I guess I, I guess yes. Clarity is a nighttime record, right? I think I prefer it at in the evenings. And then I, Yaz Nasty um, on Twitter at Yaz Nasty was the first person to kind of come up with the uh, futures debate. And uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, Ray Ray A at Ray Ray A R E Y R E Y A Y E says clarity is the only answer actually. <laughs> so, and then I made the joke. You don't like throwing on past the baby on a cold winter's <laughs> night by a crackling fire, <laughs> especially that last little uh, minute and a half. Exactly. Jaunt. Yeah. The um, so, and then go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was gonna uh, uh, Courtney J S at Courtney J S says I'm throwing a write in. I'm throwing in a write-in for futures. So we got that. Somebody else. Oh, <laughs> Turkey. So Pauly Cy Alex. He's one of the Blink-155 Nation guys. Uh, he says, fuck Integrity Blues. And uh, I did my gym face palm. Uh, I did catch that GIF. one. So would you say then... <laughs> I guess he didn't like that album. <laughs> it is October. Let's say it's October, November. It is less than 60 degrees outside. You've got fall leaves coming down. It's a nice evening sunset, maybe even into the twilight, right? So would you say that listening yep. to this album, would you, what would you rate your evening? Oh, it's already at a 10. And we're only just getting started, baby, if it's twilight. <laughs> 
This is Jimmy Epoch. Oh my God, you made me say it. <laughs> You didn't even get it. No. That's the first one. God. Pulled the wool over your eyes, man. You got me, dude. That was so good. Yeah. Um, and that was genuine. It was, that was great. It was 70 30 uh, uh, on Instagram clarity. So. Okay. Clarity wins. All right. So I, uh, that I was use a different community. Geez, so on, you got me. That yeah, was I did. great. That was, that was um, good. So now people know that we're doing 10, which um, if you weren't, um, familiar with clarity is track eight of course <laughs> right <laughs> oh my gosh and can we talk about like i'm so glad that there were other people up in arms about how this track yeah song because why is it called 10 yeah would it be worse if it was number nine though or 11 <laughs> you uh, know i mean yes I, probably I think eight's eight's okay it's kind of like all right fine it's far enough away but yeah it, it's a bummer maybe they didn't want to be too cliche Right and and make it. Why is it called ten though? Do you know? Um, I'm looking at the lyrics. Nope i I don't know why. Yeah, I have no idea why. Um, what? Uh, looking at you know what? The, I was gonna make a joke because you remember the Jimmy World song Jen? Yeah, I was gonna say you know uh, there's that other version of the song where he's like ten sometimes tenifer <laughs> tenifer. Uh, anyway, you know, do you remember which uh, B side that was? No, of course not. It's just oh, one man, of those ones I have. But it's such a it's, good it's a one because I don't B-side, remember. I, think. I don't remember hearing that B side, and I've heard a lot of uh, Jimmy Eat World B sides. And when I heard that one, and just how fun it is, I believe it's a Futures B side. Yeah, I think you right. But today, um, or this evening, rather, this wonderful fall evening, we are talking about ten, which uh, I'm always surprised by the. And these, I guess, these, this song is. Uh, part of an album that was twenty over twenty years old now, which we'll talk about in a little bit. I want to talk is, about yeah, that twenty uh, this year, yeah, that twentieth uh, anniversary. Um, but I'm always surprised by how much, uh, in I guess, community conversation covers there are for certain songs that that uh, sometimes I would just pass over on the album. Not saying I do on ten. It's actually part of a a block of songs that I really enjoy. Um. From table for glasses. Uh, yeah, and all let me ask you. Through. Let me <laughs> ask you about that. So, <laughs> so, just thinking of this album, I'm sure you've listened to this album at least a dozen times, right? <laughs> to say in uh, my life, yeah, of yeah, course. Right. Yeah. So, do you feel like this? Do you feel like the 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 progression of this album? Um, do you think it has like an organic flow? It's insanely organic because. I put it on, and then all of a sudden, I get by Sky Harbor, and I have no idea what just happened. You just start hearing that, da 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 da, and you realize, man, I just hit the, at the end of this album. Yeah, the and there were a couple of reviews that I read about the record that say just how perfectly sequenced it is. It ebbs and flows in all the right places. And here's the thing: is I'm going to be honest. I looked at the title ten, and I was like, well, obviously that's our tenth episode could not tell you what that song sounded yep. like until but the moment i hear the opening yes. chords i know every word exactly yeah and that's what it is and i think like you said it fits in a block of songs that it just is i would never go to 10 on the album because i'd start at the beginning and listen all the way through right and every song when you hear that end you when you hear that one song end for a brief moment before that next one starts and in the case of of 10 coming off of 12 95 i think the there is almost no break in between it just which is my favorite way right albums are sequenced they don't do that anymore because everything's playlist driven so like um 
Like even this uh, surviving has no tracks that sort of bleed into one another. And I love when bands do that. Yeah. And, and I, I, part of this, that part of what throws me off on this album is the, I guess the titling of this, I, then there's, there's tracks on here and that when we get to these, uh, we'll, we'll give them their due uh, justice. But 122395 is the one track that throws me off um, par- partially because I can't associate anything with it because it's numbers. Clearly it's a date, but it's just the way that it's, it, it just sort of, I don't want to say shoehorned, but the way that it's placed right in there, almost in the middle of this just throws me off. Um, so I think that's what makes um, it as a song, just, or just the song name. The song name, and that's it. The, like you said, the oh, album, okay, the, yeah. the whole Blink album has a song is very like playable. that too. And I'm like, yeah, Blink has a song like that too. Where I'm like, what are these numbers and all this? I mean, I know what they represent, yeah. but it's just dumb, right? <laughs> yeah. So coming off of that song, uh, a lot of people. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about this when we get to the community portion. But a lot of people like that sequence, um, not actually including twelve twenty three ninety five, but the the three after that. Um. And there's a lot of people, you know, speaking of the lyrics, there's a lot of people that are hung up on meet me with a way out through the lies, which let me go back to this song is the third line, right? Yes. Meet me with a way yeah. out through the lies. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's it, it's a very noticeable song when, you know, going through a lot of these songs, it's like, which what song is this? I know I've heard it before, but I just can't place the song with it. The way that the drum comes in. Uh, it almost sounds like a like a drum machine, and in reading about it, I think they actually did use a drum machine. They may have had Zach play over the top of it. I have information. Okay, about good. It. Well, I mean, the way that that just starts straight up starts. It's not like a slow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It just comes right into it, and then within, I think it's just a measure. You hear the, I think it's some kind of keyboard that comes in, and and I love how it's 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 like arpeggiated. But it it does this yep. thing where if you could see someone's hand on a piano and they're playing the same three notes, but they're doing it in different order, like one three five one five three one. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. you can kind of hear it if you listen for it, and it's just another little measure of that. And then he goes straight into the lyrics. When people say, talk about math rock, I always imagine that it's that because I, I don't really know what that means. Or like it's either where people do that, where they play the same notes in different successions. And I'm like, that's math rock because you have to do it that way throughout the entire song, which is tough to do. I can fuck around on the guitar and make, but to consistently do it and say, on measure one, it's this way. On measure two, it's this way. On measure three, it's this way. And on measure four, it's this way. And then you need to remember to go back to one. Um, that's what I imagine math rock is that, or like when people make the guitar sound like a 1960s computer, like, well, I'm going to have, uh, I'm going to have an answer for you because I'm going to ask oh. my, uh, cousin Corey, who is a, uh, an incredible drummer plays up, uh, up North. He lives, uh, the Sacramento area. Um, he is in a band that does math rock and I didn't have a chance when he came out and visited and showed us the band that he was in. And I was, we were listening to it as a family, just all hanging out together, listening to this stuff. It doesn't really do much for me. I mean, it's neat to hear, but I don't get it. It Mm -hmm. doesn't click with me. So, and and I just didn't get a a moment to ask him, what is it? Right. Yeah. Right. Chris Caraba, I think talked about, um, further seems forever was kind of math rock and, I mean, I guess it's like where it's like sometimes difficult to find the time signature. That's like, definitely part that of math it. Rock? And it's probably also the fact that they are playing. It's almost like progressive music meets um, kind of like a 
even though I think progressive is still very calculated. I just figure math rock is uh, is if you could take uh, progressive rock and then exponentially, you know, break it out or multiply it to where it's got this this um, sort of these these uh, I guess an escapade that's maybe a four or five minutes long, and then they come back off of that back into a song mm. that's a different time not not time signature, but maybe they change the yeah maybe they change the time signature back up. But it's it's like a lot more involved than just having this this progressive rock like something like the the band Yes would play or Jethro Tull where they they've got 10 15 minute songs but this is the math rock sounds just so technical <laughs> or maybe mm-hmm. you're right maybe it is they, not, they just sound like math a rock it's really not fun to play <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's having a great time playing it and the i imagine that the band has to be so tight and in tune um, because it's not like you, you, it's not like freeform jazz where you're sitting there and I'm going to, I'm just going to riff on this. Everyone has to know when the beat changes from, a, uh, I don't know, like a five, mm-hmm. four to, to back to four, four or something. Yeah. I mean like what, especially when it's like a blues riff and B and you got to watch for the changes <laughs> and try to keep up. And then they look at you, they give you that side eye, like you ain't keeping up, man. <laughs> yeah. And then, then you're like, uh, uh, you guys aren't ready for that yet, but your kids are going to love it. <laughs> I think anytime you can bring back, to the, back to the future into the pod, I'm going to be a happy man. So. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so uh, meet me with a way out through the lies. Yes. Um, nowhere going nowhere in the fake yellow light. A lot of people like that line, too. My thought on that one is fake yellow light. I think of incandescent bulbs like somebody's walking outside. Um I like that. With this whole song, I I picture a lot of, I mean, I'll give my assessment at the end of what I think is going on. And I'm trying to make it a little bit deeper than what uh, what I'm reading here. Um, The lyrics, though, very well written, had no idea up until I read the the lyrics um, a week ago that he was saying, blame no one. Now I I knew he was saying Thank you. I, I knew he was saying something that probably made sense if you if you put three words together. Never knew what it was. Yep. And I wrote I thought he said blame it on. Yeah. Um mine at least yours makes sense. Mine says play ya mound. So <laughs> that's that's what I have. And and whenever I heard it, I it's just kind of like I was in the middle of working. I didn't want to go well, it's because they're baseball fans. Yeah, play so, you know. play the mound. Play your mound. <laughs> <laughs> play a mound yeah yeah it's uh so hearing the chorus didn't know what it what it they were actually saying or what jim was singing before interesting uh, and then it comes it jumps back into another verse where with beautiful little lyrics in here again the feelings change so fast safety scares them away them being the feelings um the feelings change so fast Safety scares them away. Yep, the feelings. The feelings. You're 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 feeling too comfortable mm-hmm. in this relationship, mm-hmm. and that comfort is making is going to sabotage itself and this relationship. Yes, go on. Relationship. You're talking relationship, huh? Okay. Uh-huh. Nowhere, and then nowhere, living trapped inside the chase. Oh, you missed. You missed. I bring. I can't bring myself to say it. It's my own advice. I need. Okay, you're right. I, we're gonna go line by line here. We're gonna. Are we gonna sing? Do this <laughs> only because. Okay. Only because now I did not break this down, and I am. I'm doing it live on the pod right now. Um. Uh. I do think that the safety scares them the feelings away. I can't bring myself to say it. It's my own advice. I need nowhere going nowhere. Trapped inside. Uh, living trapped inside the chase. So the relationship is going nowhere. The feelings have run away because it's stagnant and they felt trapped 
inside the chase of keeping it interesting. Okay. That's what I, I'm going to fucking say that that's what okay. it is. And then obviously all of that means 10. Well, <laughs> and, and you know, so what, my my assessment when I get to this in just a moment, the big, huge reveal, right? Justin's deep little oh, uh, snap. Yeah. Uh, it's all it's a kind of thrown in the in the in the in the turd bucket with this one line that says, "So wait, I'm, I'm moving way down to the bridge where it says we need do we it, need do poison it. sometimes. So take another drink with me." Um, so if you couldn't guess what I didn't go with the relationship theme with this, I went oh, with right. a guy fighting alcohol addiction. That is what I'm thinking this song is about. Jim is talking about being sober a lot lately. <laughs> but this was in, I, I figure they it only wrote, took him 20 years. Yeah, right? They, they wrote this in 98, 99. Well, probably before that, 90, in the mid 90s. 97, 98. Yes, yeah. yeah. After their, um, their first album. But I'm thinking that the way that the progress goes here, um, when everyone's gone, let's say he's done hanging out with his friends, he finds himself walking down the streets alone, hence the mm. fake yellow light. Uh, trapped inside mm-hmm. the chase of just trying to relive that 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 feeling that uh, that numbness every night, right? Uh, and then what really struck me is the is the chorus um, where it says, "Could you look into my eyes and blame no one?" Um, what I'm thinking of is the the dude is looking at himself in a mirror and he has no one else to blame wow. but himself. That is what I think I this it. is about. Instead of, instead of, because I was trying to think, how is this? I mean, he does a lot of relationship songs, but let's try and think of this from a different perspective. And, and I'm thinking that way, the way that it, it kind of reads to me is that this person is um, in some kind of loop and can't blame anyone um, but himself. Oh, and then they did a drum loop. Mm, yes. To symbolize it. Yes. And we'll get to the loop in a minute because... Um, it's all coming together. I feel like Charlie from Always Sunny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then anyway, that's my assessment. So you're still on the you're still on the relationship train, though, right? So if I'm going to stay on the relationship train, no, I'm I'm way on board with you. But what I was going to say is drink, take another drink with me. The drink is uh, is a metaphor for he's saying the the our our relationship is faltering. Um, and it's poisonous to us, but we all need poison. So come on, let's stay in this relationship. Um, and the the relationship falling apart, he's saying, well, you can't blame any. No one is to blame for this relationship falling apart. I like your metaphor way better than mine. And um, I like your metaphor, Justin. <laughs> well, mine isn't even a metaphor. Mine's so literal is taking poison. Yours a meta 10. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's not the happiest of of jams, right? It is a very beautifully yeah. written song, but it's uh, whatever it is that uh, Jim, um, who has writing credits, right? Uh, was it whatever he was he writing? Does, yep. Whatever he was writing about was uh, quite morose and uh, and sad. <laughs> now I'm going to send you since we talked about the lyrics. Check out this link I just sent you. LuckySunday.tripod.com is an old fan Jimmy Eat World guitar tab archive that they even though it's luckysunday.tripod.com their site is called fake yellow light really yes let me look for this thing and all of these tabs the the newest tab is is six songs from bleed american (laughs) (laughs) um i mean this is an old archived website that somehow is still live i love this ad at the bottom new invention allows humans to live forever and oh you can click on it 
So I hope Billy Eat World, Billy. who has an Alta Vista, Billy, <laughs> who has has an Alta Vista email address, and he lists his ICQ here. Should we set up a Jimmy Eat Pod ICQ account? Um, <laughs> do they still run ICQ? I have no idea. I thought ICQ anyway, went the guy, way of the dodo, like AIM did uh, about seven years oh, ago. Man, man. Poor AIM. I know it was a bummer. I remember. Yeah, probably. We're saying goodbye to Addison for the last time. Oh yeah, you want to hear something <laughs> even more depressing? When Addison, yeah. like uh, like six months later, he messages me on iMessage and he goes, "We died when AIM died." <laughs> Because <laughs> it was so easy to chat that with was somebody. Where you chatted. It yeah, was man. so easy to chat with I someone on AIM. AIM. Um, yeah, man. Wow, this is crazy. So anyway, fake LLI. It's so, and the way I found this is I'm you know poking around reading all these like Clarity 10 year anniversary articles and Clarity 20 year anniversary articles, and it was Stereo Gum I think that pointed out. Yeah, so Stereo Gum retrospective. I recall Jimmy World. <laughs> this is funny. I recall a Jimmy Eat World podcast that spent a seemingly inordinate amount of time dissecting the syncopation of Lynn's drumming. So it started off sounding like it was about our show, which would be that weird would that be. they wrote this article <laughs> earlier this year before we launched. Um, uh, and Clarity is indeed a record of uh, about propulsion. Ten is mostly drone under the stumbling uh, is mostly drone under the stumbling and determined drum track. Adkins going nowhere in the fake yellow light, inspiring one of Jimmy Eat World's most comprehensive tab archives. And they linked to that tab archive, which is how I found it. So that they, so Stereo Gum did the research for me to find that fake yellow light. But I would have been really bummed if in like a year and a half we found that tab archive. Right. <laughs> and we were like, oh man, they talk about fake yellow light. What's that about? Um, so anyway, there's an, another line about leaving behind the busy crowds, living trapped inside the chase, immediately conjuring any number of drunken nights, mm-hmm. Justin, mm-hmm. where people start to lose track of their friends. So Stereo Gum concurs with you. Okay. As do a lot of people. You know, I, I read on the um, a few Jimmy World subreddit threads and... You know, it wasn't it wasn't me that had the the idea, right? I'm sure I've shared that oh. whole um, the whole alcoholism thing with a lot of other Jimmy Eat World fans. And there's probably other mm. uh, there's other um, is there a liquor called Ten? Um, I'm sure there's a lot of liquor with a big top X Ten Liquors dot com with a big X on it. Tangeray number ten. Tangeray number ten. Maybe ten. Maybe ten is the time. That he calls it. That's like when he uh, he's all right, guys. I gotta go, and uh, and that's when he right. takes off and starts his evening of becoming a uh, yet another drunkard on the streets. I don't know, man. I really like gin, and I gin eat world. <laughs> um, I'm I'm almost gonna start. I, I don't know why, but this that Tangare makes a formula called number ten. Gin, Tangare Gin number ten. I'm gonna say that's the source of this. I'm gonna go down your alcohol rabbit hole, okay, and say that it's about Tangare number ten. And why Done. is it ten? Is it like a ten year? Um, oh, this isn't a Tangare uh, pod. Uh, let's see. Interesting Tangare though. I'm sure there's. Well, you and you're 10. right. It's not just. It's not written out ten. It's the number ten, which is. Uh, oh, it's written out it's ten. Actually, yeah, on it the, is on uh, Total Wine on the bottle I saw. Yeah. yeah. Uh, th- here's the difference between Tangeray Gin and Tangeray 10. Um, it's been nearly 14 years since Tangeray first launched Tangeray Number 10 Gin. Now, this article was written in 2014. 
10 years before that was 2004. So no, it can't possibly be. Mm -mm. Debunked. But hey, now we know. Yeah, there we go. (laughs) So if they only listened, if people only listened to 31 minutes of the pod, they wouldn't have known that. (laughs) They had to listen to 32 and a half minutes. Yeah, the 30 minute drop offs tidbit of uh, info. <laughs> uh, in that time, Tanqueray 10 has become just as recognizable as Tanqueray London dry gin. Tanqueray 10 is considered by many to be an ideal martini gin. I don't like martinis. And it's a frequent ingredient in many key gin cocktails at craft cocktail bars around the world. Psh, hmm. Whatever. Anyway, I'm kind of, I'm I'm mostly upset that my theory fell apart here <laughs> in the end. In the fourth quarter. Oh, man. <laughs> right when it counted. So this yeah. uh, this album was produced by not only produced, not only engineered, but also mixed by Mr. Mark Trombino. So he had his hands way deep in the whole uh, clarity pie. Wouldn't you say? He sure did, right? Um, which I mean, when I, I, there's two records I think of when I think of Mark Trombino, and it's Dude Ranch and Clarity. Both are just perfect encapsulations of those bands at those times. And when was Dude um, Ranch? Was that 97? 98. 98, okay. 98, yeah. So, oh wait, you're, hold on. I found Dude Ranch in 98, but that doesn't mean right. that Dude Ranch came out in 98. Um, it's probably 97. June 17th, 97. Okay. Yeah. I thought so. <laughs> Uh, that was a joke. The, um, I'm a hashtag fake fan. Um, yeah, and this one was recorded down in LA, and I believe looking at all the looking at all of the uh, mm-hmm. the mentions of this particular track, it seems. Mm-hmm. So the both both places that this was recorded at Sound City and Clear Lake Audio, which I believe we've talked about Clear Lake Audio before, and that was in I want to say somewhere in Hollywood. Where it's in North Hollywood on Burbank near Mucho Mas, oh, if you know where that is. Mucho Mas. Um, what do they serve there? Yeah, it's a it's like a Mexican restaurant, but they have uh, margaritas and tacos and stuff like that. But um, it's I, I always think it's probably not affiliated with Piquito Mas, but it, one of them is being very passive with the name of the restaurant. Right. <laughs> How can we one up them? But big. Um, but if uh, but I I I I really like Mucho Mas. I've gone to many a birthday party or uh, drinking a night there. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this place is right across the street from there, so it's possible. And you know what? There are a lot of um, sodium lights on that street, which look like fake yellow lights, like you said. Exactly. So maybe they were stumbling home from Mucho Mas. After the studio session. Well, it's either that. I'm, and, I still uh, think, though, that song. 10 was written at Sound City. Uh, the way that the, oh, the comments right. go with how they were talking about, and I'll, I'll mention this this comment in, a, in a just a second. I'll, I'll bring it up. Um, somebody found a really cool article on archive.org. Um, but they mentioned about uh, the setup inside Sound City. But you know that that Sound City, if you're familiar with, with, um, with Van Eyes. It is one street over from the Budweiser factory, and not like like a Budweiser factory, the Budweiser factory. Mm-hmm. I think it's the the only one out here on the West Coast, if not all of America. <laughs> all this Budweiser comes out of it. <laughs> so I know that they would constantly, uh, bands would constantly go um, either take the tour at the Budweiser factory or just go there and bring a you know twenty four pack back and uh, and crush them all. They're they're recording their jams. Probably. Probably. So let me bring up this really cool. So six months ago, 
if, if um, mm-hmm. I'm kind of jumping around to the community already here. Um, clarity track by track breakdown submitted six months yep. ago by ticket 240, another uh, Redditor that we have brought up before. And I love when people find things on archive.org. You found the fake yellow light tab, which is actually it's still, still live, active. although it looks yeah. like it was still like it, it came looks from the like archive. I mean, it's only missing like the angel fire, like little That's flame it. gifts. Like <laughs> it needs a dancing, a dancing 3D baby somewhere on there. Right? Yes. Yeah. Um, but this individual found an archive and I'm looking at the, the URL. It looks like it was um, dated um, 09 um, July 16th and it is gmeatworld.com. Uh, forward slash clarity. And it says, here's the text that they introduce um, what's going on here. But let's just scoot down to 10 because I know each one of these albums or each one of these songs has kind of a lengthy um, description. Yeah. Did you, and have you read through these then? I have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you want me to go over this? Which I'm excited to go. Yeah, please do. I'm I'm really excited to go back to this uh, archive um, in the future for the rest of clarity. So as per usual, uh, Zach and Jim are the ones that sort of speak out on this track. Um, I'll, I'll, I can <laughs> paraphrase this. I don't have to uh, to read everything. But Zach goes on to say, this is one of our favorite songs on the record. It's a simple song that really came to life during the recording process. And I think when Jim mentions the whole loop thing, um, that makes a lot more sense to me because he didn't say much mm-hmm. more than that. And then Jim goes on on to say, uh, let me also say that Zach says, it's to this day one of our most enjoyable songs to play live. And I have a question for you about 10 um, and how many times they've played it live because I know that you can find that mm-hmm. information. I've got it's it. Incredible. <laughs> so Jim... I at least have how many times it's been logged to be played Excellent. Live. And that's what I'm looking for. So the demo for 10 had a drum pattern that just did the verse beat over and over like a loop. Um, dreamy feel, but it was not cool, cool for the song. So then they ended up bringing in... Um, Zach on top of this, right? Right. Uh, the cool thing, though, is that they say, and I'm I'm going to butcher this guy's name. Nick Rasculinese Rasculinese mm-hmm. was an engineer assisting at Sound City, who worked with the Foo Fighters later on, um, and he helped them to make a drum loop. Now, the the term loop gets thrown around, right? So you you bring a loop into GarageBand, it just goes into a loop. It's got this; you can extend it, and it just it loops perfectly. But what they said is, uh, you would record your part, slice it up at the spot you want to repeat it. Um, and then where is it? Usually the phrase was longer than the exact length of the path around the tape reel, so you would use a mic stand or something to extend the path, right? Have you brought that up before? No, I don't think so, but I've talked about... you. Mm, no, I don't think so, because I think that I, I, we didn't... I didn't look all the way down we on must the virus, but I believe they did that there as well as... Um, yeah, we... I believe because they did some looping there. Right, and it said, looks a little goofy, like it could break the tape deck, but that's how you do it. So a, a big loop around a uh, a mic stand. Uh, I think we burnt over some of Super Drag's loop tape to make ours for the verses of 10. It's crazy to think. Which I think is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was Super Drag's one big song? I mean, I know they had a lot. 100% could not tell you. Super Drag, gotta look this up now. <laughs> So it is, and it's going to be the number one here. It's going to be sucked out. That's it. Two million, over two and a half million plays on uh, Spotify. Everything else is about a, a quarter of a million. Um, super drags. No good. They played them a lot at uh, when we had the alternative station on at Applebee's. And uh, it had that, <laughs> sa- that satellite, um, the satellite radio before XM and, and Sirius and all that stuff. But they played super drag uh. a lot. Tell your mom, tell your dad, we'll be super drag. 
Well, here, let's listen to Sucked Out real We're quick. I just way. wanted to just, just to, to relive the, um, the introduction of that song. Now, Rick Ocasek was in Cars, yes, right? Yes, he was. I was like, that is like Rick Ocasek meets Weezer. Well, <laughs> if, if you look at the album art, Super Drag plays Regretfully Yours, but look at the actual album art. It's a woman looking into a compact mirror, totally along the lines of what Rick Ocasek would um, would have commissioned for the uh, the covers of the car, all mm. of the Cars albums. Very vintage um, kind of like that fifties. Uh, That's very sixties. Yeah, fifties sixties yeah. look, right? Um, yeah, they must have been very influenced by the cars. This is dope. I dig their aesthetic. Mm-hmm. I don't dig the sucked out album art or a single art though. This guy with his bowl cut. It may not be official. <laughs> I love bowl cuts, man. This is weird. Do you see this one here? Let me send it to you. Oh boy! Copy image. Did you see yes. it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. Um, but yeah, I kind of dig everything else about this band's aesthetic. Yeah. Do I like Superdrag? Yeah, you do, man. And and you're going to, you're going <laughs> to, really, <laughs> I think you just fell in love. They, uh, whoa, somebody has an Andrew WK Superdrag. Like they just took a picture of the two CDs next to each other for some reason. <laughs> like I don't understand why it exists. The one of Andrew WK with the bloody nose? Yeah. Like, uh, uh, we were only because we were recently speaking about Andrew WK. Uh-huh. Um, am I bringing it up? But well, I think he's so um, he slowly made it into three podcasts now, hasn't he? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I think he was on the Dizzy episode for some reason. Yeah, he's been talked about more than any other uh, band besides uh, Jimmy World. Right? Amazing. I wonder, <laughs> yeah. and I wonder. Um, uh, how much more we're going to talk about this guy. Because he is actually, when we do talk about Andrew Federley Wilkes' career, um, you know, we're going to find out just what kind of musician he was. And actually, he went to the University of Michigan School of Music. Did you know well, that? Yeah. I didn't. Well, And now you do. So that was what <laughs> Zach and Jim said about 10. They really like that that track. It wasn't one of those throwaways that they felt was, um, it, it didn't need to be on yeah. the album. So it definitely had its place. Yep. Um, and then Scott Heisel. So is it Scott Heisel or Scott Heisel? H-E-I-S-E-L. Uh, How would you say it? Uh, H-E-I-S-E-L? Yeah. Heisel, right? Heisel. Yeah. Okay. Now, this is this is what, it, when, when we were kind of chatting before, and this is what I was looking up regarding the waves. So um, Scott Heisel wrote, like Weezer's Pinkerton before it, the album has gone on to serve as the birthplace of Emo's third wave, the 16-minute closing track, Goodbye Sky Harbor, with its mm. organic breakdown electronic buildup is often imitated but never duplicated, prov- proving it's far better to test your own limits than to rely on the parameters of others, which is exactly why Clarity resonates with tens of thousands of people decade a decade later. So how do you think this relates to when they say something like this, where the birthplace of emo's third wave, and I had to look up when this third wave was, right? Right. I thought everything happened in the 90s, and I was, how yeah. how, how silly um, I was, right? Well, we talked about like Sunny Day Real Estate and Jets to Brazil, mm-hmm. and I would have just have assumed that they were first wave emo. They're second wave, actually. And then like 
See, I would have guessed that they were first and then Jimmy Eat World was part of second wave. Right. And I don't know, this. and this is a time when I'm very familiar with this, mainly because I was... Uh, are like the Buzzcocks? Uh, Buzzcocks that, are yeah, emo. I, like, they probably are. They aren't in this list, but the rights of... They're pop punk. The rights of spring, I would say Buzzcocks, that type of um, music that was... Oh, I don't know anything about rights of spring. They, should I? You should. I think their name comes up a lot. I listened to one of their songs, yeah. uh, rights of spring... Let me look this up again. Which Angels and Airways has a song called uh, Rites of Spring. That's actually really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they're the, yeah, it's about uh it's all about Blink 182. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um blowing through a stop sign. There's another one. It sounds like a <laughs> Yeah, oh, Hoover's G-string. That's another one that I think is like the second wave. So first wave is the 80s. Okay, first wave is the yeah. 80s. That was Rites of Spring, let's say the Buzzcocks. Um, bad brains. Then the one that you're thinking of, and the one that I'm thinking of, is all second. That's second wave of emo, the 1990s. And so this is the labels like Deep Elm, right? Not a Surf, Joan of Arc, uh-huh. J Tree. Also, Sunny Day Real Estate, Piebald came up again. Mm. You know, probably a little bit of inspiration on Jim since he uh, he had responded to your uh, your tweet. He did. He liked my uh, my my. Well, what did I do? I commented on uh, his uh, his photo where he's pointing at a picture of him playing at the Palladium, and he says, "Hey,", hey. and I responded from the pod account, "You're part of it," and he liked it. <laughs> I was very excited. Isn't that amazing? We can re- we can reach <laughs> these stars that we're talking about. Uh, you know, a couple of hours every other day. The first star I see might like my comment on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes on, and and the Get Up Kids is still, and that Sunny Day Real Estate, American Football, all part of the second wave. And then, and and uh, they're the first one to be named. The two thousands was the third wave, the late, uh, all the way to the late two thousands explosion. So I guess that goes for an entire an entire decade. Jimmy World saves the day, brand new and Thursday. Um which I remember that period of time too, mm-hmm. which is the harder emo, right? Wait, so they're putting, wait, I'm sorry. They're putting brand new and Thursday with Jimmy E world. They are absolutely. And this is NME. No. So this is the same. Um, they have another article. What is NME? No, to me, that's like a British publication. Okay. I think, um, Thursday and brand new can cite Jimmy eat world as influences, but I would not put them in the same wave. Yeah. I don't know. We should get the washed up emo dude on a pod. He would know this, yeah. Fucking school us on some emo. Right, right. We may be. I mean, I'm using this NME.com article as uh, as as uh, reading it as I don't it's. Know. Uh, They're supposed true. to be somebody. <laughs> you know, when They're somebody comes up on the search results about. at the top, it makes me think these guys have got to uh, be doing something right. Um, and then they continue on to say Fallout Boy, Mike M, Paramore, Panic, um, all of those. Uh, and then it goes into. That's when like pop punk became a like emo became a colloquialism for pop punk. Right, right. So like you know my high school punk band has a song called "Fuck Emo," but it wasn't "Fuck Emo." It was "Fuck Pop Punk." Like it was "Fuck the Ataris" and "Fuck Newfound Glory." All of bands I loved actually personally. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but um, but yeah, um, it 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 became like a an in- interchangeable term that I think like. Uh, lots of people. So yeah, there's emo nights and they play, yeah, Paramore and Panic and Dashboard and uh, even Jim Atkins recently played Emo Night here in LA. Um, but I, uh, I I guess without even being like a true emo head, 
I'm like one of those dudes that's like, no, that's not emo. <laughs> right. Well, and even anytime I read emo now with uh, associated with Jimmy World, I still think back to Zach's tweet about how they never considered themselves emo at all, but they were just placed in that time period. Um, Interesting. Yeah. And he, and I find them recent. to be way more faithful, especially on Clarity, and especially in a song like this where we haven't even gotten into the um, the uh, dissonant, jangly guitars. Right. Um, but that's like textbook emo to me. Right. Now... So anyway, they didn't consider themselves emo. No, or they, or they didn't... Maybe they ended up finding out that they were, but they didn't have intentions of, be, of being an emo band. They just wanted to be a, right. a rock band. Well, especially not with their original releases. Right, and I think the same <laughs> thing with... So when I think of emo and, and this you know, this has become a cult classic. So as far as cult classics go, where would you say this stands? If you can even, if you can even make a comment on this, where Pinkerton from Weezer and Clarity from Mm -hmm. Jimmy World, which would you feel is, has become more of a, like a cult classic or is it even, is it apples and oranges? It's not apples and oranges. Um, I don't like Pinkerton. (laughs) So, um, uh, I, I used to always make the, I, I have come to appreciate, um, Pinkerton, but I absolutely love Clarity, so I am very biased. But to me, I used to always make the joke that Weezer walked into the studio, threw their instruments on the ground, hit record, and then said, we're done! <laughs> um, that's always been my hot take on Pinkerton. Um, but as I've gotten older, I've come to appreciate it. And I do think, like, if you put the Blue Album into the super-polished pop that they went on to continue with the Green Album... Pinkerton is much more in the clarity realm of like if I listen to Pinkerton as a different band, I might be way into it. Yeah, but uh, yeah. it definitely so Pinkerton has its ups and downs. But you're right; it's got a lot more um, grit to it. I guess is a good word. Mm-hmm. So I remember I remember having uh, this large stereo in my room. Uh, I still have it. Actually, it's in the garage. How now. many CDs did it change? Three. And I had one time I had uh, left the alarm on and the alarm would come on at a certain time (laughs) and whatever, whatever was uh, played in there last. So if it was AM, if it was FM, if it was the tape was on or if it was a CD, that's what would cue up. So I remember uh, waking up to this. First, I heard the sound of the CD changer clicking into place. And then I hear this. (laughs) Ting, 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 ting. So for an introduction, it is so dissonant. It's just this, uh, yeah. And I think now, if I had had uh, clarity in there, what a beautiful song to wake up to. Table for glasses, right? That is an alarm right? song. Yeah. <laughs> Not freaking. What is it? Tired oh, of man. sex? Is that it? <laughs> yeah. I actually do really like that song. Fuck. Maybe I'll revisit Pinkerton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Eighty years later. Yeah. What year is Pinkerton? Pinkerton's ninety six. Oh, okay. So yeah. yeah, it's a little earlier. Yeah, let me so see what, which one. Twenty three years old it now. Was. <laughs> Shoot, it's on. It was on Lost. What is that sound that makes that? What is that instrument? It was, a, that it makes was that an sound? electric guitar. Oh my yes. god! They just threw their fucking instruments on the ground. Yeah. They give Pat, give him, give him a big ride, a bell to to slam on. <laughs> Why can't I? Find? I do love how River sounds on that song. Though. I'm tired. Yeah, and the and the so guitar solo tired. on that was sick. By the time the guitar solo came in, I was out of bed and I was just jamming <laughs> to to turn it off. It was just too much. Yeah. 
Yeah, it did. so very much, very much they ended up being. Man, you know what? Actually, I think fucking Pinkerton rules. Never mind. Scratch everything I said. <laughs> it's just you don't remember it. I mean, it's one anymore. of those, I'm sure if you listen to it all the way through, you'd remember, shit, man, this is a good album. Yeah. And and both of those bands, they don't, they don't really, at the time, you know, the reception of both of those albums was fairly... Uh, not what they wanted, right? It was yeah. it was fairly poor. There's a, really only like yeah, for sure. Um, I, like and now we're talking about Weezer. Oh, oh Reddit's gonna love this episode. Um, <laughs> well, I'm gonna bring this back uh, around. Don't worry, I've got it up in front of me. Oh, okay, tight, tight. I was gonna say like I don't I don't remember a single song off of Pacific Daydream, and I actively disliked the Black Album. Um, but otherwise, I think every Weezer release has been pretty yeah. damn solid. <laughs> yes. I mean, I might like Pacific Daydream, but I think it was the one right after the White Album, which was so good that I just don't remember anything off mm. of Pacific Daydream. And then Black Album was, I was like, oh, they're great. They're doing the, the color scheme thing still. Um, uh, the, I, I know what the color albums are. Those are the ones I like right. a lot. And it was not that. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of uh, forgettable albums, unfortunately, as much as I love those guys. But see, like, I really like Ratitude and Hurley. Yeah. I feel like people shit on, and I love those yeah. records. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a long... Um, and the Red Album, Yeah, I love. Yeah, those are all really good. It's the most recent ones that they just started kind of putting them out too quick. I think Jimmy World has a great pacing with how they've been putting them out every three years. It's really good. But like Weezer's been all over the place and it's, you know, it's it's like a mixed bag. I was hoping that as a fan, do you love hearing it, whether it's good or bad? No. I don't. Oh, I, you that's know, a it's like, I, and I, I do have the unconditional love for them, but there's sometimes when I think, why? I mean, but why did you spend like the most time? Most people, I think, feel that about. Uh huh. Yeah. What are you gonna say? Most people feel that way about. Oh, I was gonna say most people feel that way about. Um, Blink One Eighty Two released California in two thousand sixteen. Two thousand sixteen. But see, I listened and to that and I really liked it. But did you listen to the deluxe album in 2017 where they released more songs? Uh, no. And it was basically a double album. Yeah. Most people hate the stuff on there, and I think it's all fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, like even my least favorite song is better than what I consider like really bad Blink songs, like um, uh, Snake Charmer or like, right. <laughs> and um, I have I, I have sort of a tainted um, you know perception. I, I'm coming from a long line of listening to you know I, I different times in my life when I'm listening to Weezer when I felt like oh this really hit this really resonates with me and to songs now that are just I listen to Pacific Daydream and it's kind of like they got one or two songs they've got the the single that they they released on there which I don't even know I've even I'm even looking on my wall I have an an unopened it's red vinyl <laughs> Weezer Pacific Daydream on my wall but I went out to Amoeba uh-huh. to go get the damn thing and uh, but it's just it didn't resonate with me after I listen to it river's songwriting is so strange because i feel like i heard him on a podcast i think it was uh song exploder or something and uh and didn't he like write a song and it was like it has a girl's name in it and it was like oh yeah i was dropping my kid off at school and somebody was like oh hey blah 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 and he was like oh that's the amount of syllables i want and it was summer elaine and drunk dory yeah. Yes. Which I do love that song. It's so good. Yeah, that is. And that's one of the ones that I covered. It actually, uh, it's, it's actually a that's fun right. song. Yeah. But yeah. so I guess how I'm going to bring this back is just talking about those albums, uh, Pinkerton and Clarity. Both bands didn't really expect the the poor reception. And in fact, Jimmy World did kind of, uh, they were a little worried, right? So when the 20th anniversary. They went in thinking that, yeah. yes. 
Go ahead. Yeah, the, uh, 20 years later, I mean, they did that post on Instagram from, I don't even know when this was, but it had to be earlier in the year when they marked... Uh, the Twitter, uh, the tweet that they sent out was February 23rd, 2019. Oh, boy. So um, then which I think is day, all the same text. Yeah, it was like a day after they released yeah. this 20 years before, right? So, yep. but they were just saying that this was, and, and this was the quote that they, they extracted from it was, it was like a last meal on death row. They were just, they threw everything in there. We loaded up our plate with string sections, timpanis, mallet instruments, and drum machines. There you go, 10. Um, mm-hmm. But then they had the magic of Mark Trombino in there and Craig, uh, Craig Aronson and, and Lauren Israel. And look at that man sleeping on the floor. Jorge Hinojosa, the manager at the time, while they were recording in L.A., I'm, I'm sure that was somewhere in Burbank or Van Nuys, right? Just like uh, down the street from uh, Rivers Cuomo and his little blacked out mm. <laughs> house underneath the uh, the overpass. Yeah. So, I mean, the, both bands weren't really, uh, well, Weezer wasn't sure. I mean, they were coming off of Blue, but Jimmy World, they were thinking, oh man, this is our last ditch effort to get this. Um, and, and in fact, Capitol Records ended up dropping them, right? After this. They did, yeah. yeah. But you know what? It uh, it was enough to catalyze uh, what we have now, which is all the way up to surviving. Booyah. And 20 years later for this album. So big things yeah. to celebrate. These interviews, oh. these interviews with um, Jim can be so awkward. It's not, I don't know if it's Jim <laughs> or if it's the interviewer, <laughs> but I'm looking at NME. They have a guy that's uh, interviewing him. He's probably, Jim's probably on a sh- Is it the one where they're like outside yes. of like a festival by the buses? Yeah. Yeah. And Jim does the shake of his head like, um, right, 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 right at the very beginning, like, here we go again, man. Just going down the list of all the people <laughs> that we got to do an yep. interview with. And that was that was three years ago for Integrity Blues. Yep, a fine uh, fall album. Let's see. You said you, you're not a huge fan of Led Zeppelin. In fact, did you say that you hate Led Zeppelin? <laughs> I don't know enough about. I I wouldn't know a Led Zeppelin song. Like, didn't they do that song on the Godzilla soundtrack that I liked? Um, Cashmere is that no, Led well, you're Zeppelin? Thinking of the uh, the P Diddy oh, remix, see, which is know. I think Godzilla 2000, right? Um, yeah, so they did Cash Cashmere. They did that one. That was uh, that was oh, so that's Led yes, Zeppelin. Yes, that is Led Zeppelin. Oh yeah, I like that song. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good. I mean, they got they've got Physical Graffiti was one of the first albums that I had of theirs, which was good. Four is supposed to be really good, and that's why I bring it up is because wait, I thought Four was a Foreigner album. Um, Four is probably a lot of albums. Um, did everybody's number? I think oh, everyone man. did because uh, Toto them. also does the same thing. I think Toto does the whole the sequence in uh, Roman numerals. Huh. But uh, Harry Guerin, Harry Guerin, Harry Guerin says the Le- this album, the Led Zeppelin Four of emo rock. <laughs> oh, I did see that quote. Yeah, <laughs> that was around the same <laughs> spot as a uh, Scott Heisel's review, right? <laughs> <laughs> but man, you just think of that. People throwing around uh, huge names like Led Zeppelin when they're talking about your album. Yeah. Did you happen to catch the post from JG429? Uh, from Is that the song of the day uh, post? Yeah. And talking about that one, uh, one great point that somebody makes. Let's see. Where is it here? Yes. So here it is. I've, so I found the comment I was looking for. So Vital Duel says, uh, in addition to the great lyrics, I found myself listening to it on repeat when I was sorting out a confusing relationship. I love oh, yeah. how it starts, though it's already in the middle of the song. No intro, fade in, nothing like that. Boom. There's drums and guitar licks and lyrics kick in like five seconds. <laughs> yes. You know, boom. It's, it's just there. The song has begun right after 122395. 
which if I remember correctly, that song kind of ends with this. It, it sounds like this electronic breakdown um, where they're taking, like if you could imagine a layered um, electronic piano and then they take the layers away until it's just that one last one and then it cuts out, boom, into this drum track. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminds me, because funny, uh, there's a band called The Dangerous Summer that released an amazing record this year called Mother Nature that sort of does some cool abrupt stops and starts like that on their record. Um, and it did make, it did remind me a little bit of, uh, Jimmy Eat World. Mm-hmm. And I have to give a shout out here. Um, oh, this shout is in, out. this is in a different thread. So this was on the best three song run and, oh yes. And our, uh, our boy or girl, Minty 901, 901. Oh yeah. So they say, uh, work, kill, and the world you love has to be up there along with 10, just wait for the fireworks. Uh, and for me, this is heaven. Yeah, for me, this is heaven is a top three. Yeah, absolutely. Jimmy World song. Yes. You know what? I won't take the slander for her, though. I feel like I've been seeing a lot of people talk about how overrated Blister is, and they need to just get the fuck out. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that song rules. <laughs> I can't wait to get to Blister. I always throw up the West Side sign. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when uh, when Tom sings yeah, that. Yeah, it's a, a good shows. Tom song, man. And you can't yeah. help but sing, how long would anyway. it take me to walk across the United States? Hello. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Have they done that one live? Oh, man. Oh, a Blister? Yeah, 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 almost all the time. Yeah, I thought so. And yeah, that's yeah, one yeah. of those, where I've, I don't think I've ever heard it live. If I have, I was... Uh, and Zach has an amazing drum fill he does in, in into uh, one of the verses. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of live, I didn't actually <laughs> ask <laughs> you this. How many times yes. has 10 been played live? That's actually been uh, recorded. Recorded. 77 times by three artists, Jimmy Eat World, Jim Atkins, and Go Big Casino, of which, uh, do you have that bootleg? I was going to play a zillion other versions that people had recorded of him on his solo tour that he played 10, but he definitely played it at the show we went to in Velvet Jones up in Santa Barbara, and I figured we could play a little bit of that uh, on this episode. Let me bring up my iTunes because I only have uh, a couple of albums in here and live at Velvet Jones. So if I go to, uh, let's see, there we go. Want to hear the, a little clip of this? From the show you and I were at. This is it, 2015. So to Jim's credit, man, that I remember at the show, Jim looks out at the audience or at least closes his eyes and, and looks toward the microphone when he's when he's singing. He's not looking at his hands yeah. and you hear how clean that guitar is played. Yeah, I can't man. remember if it was him playing that one or if he was doing the uh, just doing the the rhythm. If there was someone accompanying him, I think it was just him, right? Yeah. Yep. So what's funny is so, so I know we, I know we wanted to play the one that we were at, which I did. But now that you mention it check out this video he's got crazy eyes here but 
it has amazing angle on his hands and how intricate this uh this guitar progression is but look at his crazy right. eyes in this video here we go Yeah, those are, um, I think it's partially the light. <laughs> also, the fact that this dude is 100% concentrated on getting this riff right. <laughs> it sounds so, so good. This is one of my favorite videos. If you play this one, this is one of the first times they ever played it in 98. This one I have um, on my and Jim list, says, and it is so loud. Go ahead. Yeah, and uh, but I'm interested because I noticed... On the Clarity 10 videos that I was watching, and we're not going to play every time that Jimmy World played this song, um, but in the Clarity 10 videos, which I watched after this, the loop is played separate uh, as a track, and then Zach plays along. But I'm interested in 98, were they playing along to a track? So will you hit play on it? Go. And I'm interested. Okay. To see. Oh, That's not me. Is he playing it live? Um, I don't know. I'm, is he the left pixel or the right pixel? It's hard pixel? to see. <laughs> it was filmed on a potato. Um, I th- he, he's obviously seated and you can't really see him in the crowd, but he's kind of moving a lot. So I'm like, is he playing along? It's hard to tell. Um, um, yeah, so Jim's the one on the left, right? Correct. He yeah. is. Yes. Uh, it, in yeah, the it's green really shirt. hard to yeah. see if he's playing along. Yeah, it's absolutely the worst the, video uh, I've ever seen. Yeah, he is. Either that, or he's he's moving uh, some kind of cables. Is he the roadie? <laughs> is that the roadie? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, sack? he's just coiling. He's just coiling cable. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is um, old man. It, just think of that, man. Twenty-one years ago, uh, right? <laughs> That's oh, ten, man. ten, and then one tenth. Get it? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was something. Shit. Where is my? I must have lost some links here. So I've got to find them. Uh, let me go into my C changes my history on this Google Doc. Go ahead. Um, I do you remember when Zach uh, was posting all that random stuff on um, SoundCloud? Uh, that was like, oh, I t- I'm testing this microphone out, and I'm testing yes. out like all this. Uh, here we it go. It was like a Jimmy I'm World s- alt account, right? Yeah, but it like it just was like um a uh it it was the official Jimmy World account. So there's two microphone clips that he sent, and one of them he's testing out the mic and playing. One of them he's ex- explaining like, oh, I'm gonna test the thing. I think that's the first link I sent you. Let's see. There it is. Mikey test yeah. clip. So here it is. Yeah. So play that and we can get some context for what he's doing. Hey, what's up? This is Zach. I'm uh, testing out a new microphone that I just bought. It's uh, made by Blue Microphones and it's called the Mikey. And um, you just plug it into your iPhone or iPod and 
it um it it's pretty good quality actually. Um it sounds pretty good to me. But anyway, I thought I'd post it, uh post a little sample of it just for anyone who might be interested. Uh I think you can use it for all kinds of things. I've I think you can even use it for like recording concerts and stuff. But uh anyway, I just thought I'd uh share it with you guys and uh if anyone's interested in getting it, it's um I think it's a pretty cool product. So that's the context. And then the second video, listen to the drum uh Okay. loop that he plays. This is the DW Jazz Series clip, right? Yep. Alright, let's see what this one sounds like. Oh, baby. <laughs> so he's playing 10, right? <laughs> that, yeah. With a little bit of like noodling at the end. Yeah. There. yeah. This is so is the remix, which actually takes me. Um, this this will be a nice little segue when we um, when we actually officially go into the the covers because there was somebody before we before we move into that. I did want to take a step back, and uh, somebody found me in a thread here, and I just lost it. Let me go back to it. Oh. It was <laughs> it was in Sheeple nine thousand ones post from eleven days ago, with which this. This is a pretty sweet tool that I had meant, I think I had mentioned it on the last uh, recording we had made, um, and I just wanted to ask this person if this had done been done with Spleeter, which I think you know, looking at it, it, it yes. I think it was clear. I just wanted to start a conversation <laughs> with this person. Unfortunately, there's no, <laughs> I didn't get, I didn't get any bites uh, except for Duke Nuke Twelve until last yeah. night. <laughs> someone's, uh, someone was trolling around the internet looking for, um, for stuff to talk about, but. Yeah, why would they? Why would they be in that subreddit looking for right. ten things last night, ch- late at night? So this <laughs> software, um, Spleeter, is uh, from what I read, it is um, Python based. So it's it's all there's no interface. So you just program. You probably plug in some kind of MP3 and then you you let it run its algorithm on it. Um, but this guy split uh, ten, and I don't want to do the vocals because they they don't sound. We can listen to them, but they don't sound very good. He even mentions not so good. But check out the drums on this. Just the drums. You can kind of hear the vocals. Yeah. It does pretty well. Yeah. It just gives you that option. And I thought this would be perfect for somebody doing a remix. Um, oh, yeah. You know, just just grabbing that. You can kind of hear the vocals. I'm really surprised. Yeah, that drum beat kind of rules so much. And like, you know, SoundCloud emo rap is so hip right now. Like, why isn't somebody rapping over that? Yeah, and there's even one that's in su- superior quality here. Oh, you know. There you go. Zach's giving it to you from the Blue Yeti stereo mic and his new set of DW Jazz Series drums. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, vo- the vocals um, are pretty, uh, <laughs> you know, there's something to be uh, desired. <laughs> yeah, it said vocals. Not so good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so do you want to go over the covers real quick? Uh, yeah, let's did see. You, um, and did you come up, before we jump into the actual covers, did you come up into the mashup? Did I come did, up did into you, the Did you mashup? come up across yes, the, the mashup? What is it? The, the Rave DJ? DJ? Yeah. Yeah, play that. Have that was heard, weird. Yeah, have you heard of this site <laughs> at all? No. This product? So I don't know how, no. how people cue this thing up, but so this is just to give people an idea. This is a mashup of, um, I think it's past. They call it 
10 Lives. The song is Past Lives by Parades and 10 by Jimmy World. But the way that it works is, and I, I, I figured this out, there's four views on this. And this is the fourth time I've loaded this up. So I'm assuming that I am the only person besides you <laughs> that... Yeah, me last night. Yeah, yeah. so there's, uh, there's us. We're the four views on this thing. Um, but check this out. So this is just a, a little mashup. listen to anything from the hood internet no i don't Never. know what that is they did a, an excellent job of mashups with uh i think it was current rock punk pop but then they would mash it up with something like let's say a Katy perry song or something from the black eyed peas oh, that's or, cool. but it sounded really good this is on the same level um the way that they're they're kind of weaving in both of these songs that sounded really good that was a sweet little um, there were definitely parts where it didn't fit exactly but when it did it clicked it was great yeah Yeah. it does it does seem like part some of some pieces of that were kind of uh just layered and and shoehorned in but the um there were some there were some parts where the vocals matched what was going on with the other band's vocals and it it really mixed well uh that whole thing's only it even sounded like they were looping 10 over itself in different parts like it sounded like he was saying blame it on and singing the verse at the same time it was cool that's how you mash up, man. You just kind of throw it all in the <laughs> in the mix. <laughs> just throw it all play. in the Vitamix yeah. and let it go. Yeah. So uh, I didn't look at your at your covers, right? So this is the big this is the big holiday surprise, right? Everyone's yeah. Got their thing. Now, um, is there anything else that you wanted to say about the song before we jump into these? Uh, I mean, I did pull a couple things where it's like uh, there was this guy named Tim Glyden who uh, didn't do a cover. He was just a very sleepy, sick man that decided to do like an album review on YouTube. And it's really funny to watch. I only gave him the benefit of the doubt because he's wearing a shirt from the band The Main, which I really mm-hmm. like. And he also mixes up Columbia and Capitol Records like I do. So he's like, yeah, they got dropped from Columbia Records and blah, blah, blah. And I, I think there was an episode uh, back way back when when I was like, yeah, it's called the Columbia Records building, right? And we were like, yeah, I think that sounds right. And I just couldn't remember Capitol Records. Like, it was a weird thing. So anyway, there was that sleepy man. We don't have to listen to his album review. It's really funny, though, because he starts record. Like, when people upload those things, they do zero editing to it. Like, they're recording live to tape because it's like the phone is in his bed and you hear, like, the microphone rubbing against his blanket before he picks it up to speak into it. It's like... Hey guys, um, and it's always like it's always this. It's always um, 
a uh, long time no uh no video i'm sorry i've been gone a while and they have like four subscribers oh i'm sorry i've been gone a while um i just want to get on here and review an album maybe i'll do another one tomorrow there you go they know. gotta have the empty and promise then, anyway, you have to throw great. in the empty promise yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway there's that but um uh and is there anything else there's this guy from there these are all covers covers made my hand hurt covers no I just got lots of covers that are good. Okay. I mean, not Hit lots. Hit me with not one because I only have, I don't have a good. ton. So I've got one SoundCloud. I'll give you my standout one. I'll give, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm going to give you my, do you want my, like, my ace? You want, you, you, should I start with the good, the, the best I one? I don't know. Let's, or, let's do this. How about I'll play a couple of, of mine. And what I have here is I've yeah. got, um, I've got a few and there's one that says. Do you have slow. one from another genre? Yes, I absolutely do. And that one's another okay. good one. I'm saving that okay. one. I, you should have seen me last night when I found that one. I listened to that one all the <laughs> way through. Yeah, dude. Yes. <laughs> okay, so sorry. Let's hit Okay, hit so the, the first, first one. one I have is from SoundCloud. So if, uh, what I was going to say was if you feel like we need a break where there's there's some apps, we need some absolute, uh, you know, a, a gold winner. Uh, no, you hey, know hey. what's funny is I don't have a SoundCloud one, so I'm okay. interested in what you found. Well, you're going to like this one. All right, here we go. This is Polyphone Studios. Um, 10, the Jimmy Eat World, it just says Polyphone Studios cover. Here we go. Produced, recorded, mixed, mixed and mastered at Polyphone Studios by a small group of talented musicians. Without further ado, a brother and a sister, it's gotta be, yeah, and a keyboard and a computer, <laughs> right? Six years ago. <laughs> Those harmonies are hella Christian. <laughs> Love the harmonies. You can't hear it, but they've got they, they brought the bass in right now, and it just sounds. Oh, so I, yeah, I hear a bit of the low sick. end. Yeah, it's sort of like, yeah, that's good. You know what? That the way that um, their yeah. harmonies that totally reminds me of. Were you were you on pure volume a lot? No, Do you remember oh my that? Goodness, that is a name I haven't heard a long time. I don't think I. Oh, you know what? I I had set up uh, my old punk band on pure volume, so I remember I pulled like their logo and put it on our yeah. website and stuff like that. But I never like messed around on there. The, the the harmonies in this, not the quality. The quality is great, but the harmonies in this specifically remind me of a lot of the music that I listened to on pure volume. I know there was a lot of punk bands that were on at the time when 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 pure volume was big. Uh, there was also one. Um, one, it was a guy and a girl, and I remember they were from, I think it said, because it said where the people were from, right? So you could put Los Angeles, California. Theirs, I swear, said Sarasota, uh, Florida, and it was, the name of them was called 50 Cent Trade, and it was just, I imagine, I don't know if they were married at the time, but the the picture of them was this, uh, it was, it looked like it was done in Microsoft Paint, but it was just two stick figures holding hands looking out at a lake. But they had very similar harmonies to this. And it just, there's something mm. about the, the male and female harmony when they get them right and they sound so good. Yeah. Right. So this is, that was a great, um, a great starter. Very, um, very much uh, earned its uh, SoundCloud credibility, right? The, yeah. Yeah. This is definitely one for SoundCloud. And then, and then we always go into our, <laughs> the YouTube ones. Uh, the first one that I have is Devin for president. You have Devin for president? 
I do have Devin yeah. for president. I said he's the one that made my hand hurt while watching. <laughs> right. When he's playing the riff, I'm like, oh my god, my hand. <laughs> let's uh, let's listen to Devin for president. I want to see this. Okay. We left behind a busy crowd. Is it just the way that he's holding his hand? So it's how he's stretching his hand to get those chords in there. Yeah, I thought his sounded great. I think if I remember correctly, at the end of his video, he kind of like doesn't know where to look. So he just kind of stands there for a minute while the video fades out. (laughs) It's good. Oh, yeah. I liked when he started strumming. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. So do you think this was him? He had to be recording himself and then edited out later, right? Yeah, yeah. that's why I think at the end of the video, he's sort of standing there for too long because he's like, I need to let it fade out. So I'll stand here and then I'll turn off the video, which I do appreciate. I don't like the reach forward and then the stop, the abrupt stop that you usually see on YouTube covers. Yeah, let's see. So he goes to he plays the last chord. Yeah. So he lets it ring. That's what it is. He lets it. Yeah, but then doesn't he kind of like look at the camera yes. and then look away for he a second? Does, he does. Looks at the camera for a brief second, looks away, and then looks at the camera as it fades out. It was faster than I thought. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a, a, a long, drawn out, uh, you know, period. Maybe into in my the, memory, it was it yeah. was what what you wanted it to be. Right. You had probably spent three and a half minutes watching this, and now it's down to three seconds of a guy, you know, just sitting there staring at you. Um. So, but Devin for president, that one sounded fine. Has and has Devin for president? I always want to know. So this was ten years ago that he had recorded this. Eight subscribers. Oh yeah, I don't do that. Yeah, that's good, right? So did he have anything else? No. See, it's just these people put up. He he did some Dead Cap for Cutie. Um, Pete Yorn. <gasps> Ooh, what songs? Uh, I will follow you into the dark. What else? Oh, sick. That's right? a tough song. It is. That's a hard song to play. Yeah. And oh, you know what? He did an Elliott Smith cover and Feist. Ooh, what was that one fight song? He did the one fight song, right? Yeah, you know what? We're coming back to him for uh, when we do Anderson Mesa. Oh, I love... <laughs> there's definitely a guy. Did you see this guy? Maybe we'll hit him next. Um, Wait, where is he? He did so many... Oh, this guy, Isaac Arms. <laughs> His is so slow. It's so bizarre, but he did almost all of Clarity. So <laughs> it's like I saw I, when, when I saw this, I, it, it, <laughs> I thought he was going to fall asleep. When I heard, I said someone's asleep in that in that room or definitely next door. Let's let's (laughs) very slow. um, Isaac Arms. Uh, This is uh, at this rate, it's a (laughs) hundred. A hundred and ten. So it seems we slow down. Um, change your YouTube player to two times speed. Let's hear what he okay, sounds like. <laughs> Does it even give me that option here? Let me go to yeah, theater you, mode. Yeah, the little gear um, and then, yeah. Oh, there it is. Playback speed. Let's go to two. We're going to the full speed, right? Let's hear what he sounds like. Yeah, you have it all the way, baby. Me with the way out through the lights. Nowhere, going nowhere. I would go to say it's like we're making our own nightcore versions on right here. I would go as far as saying that this guy is playing at exactly half the speed that Jim would play because this sounds like the normal tempo, right? Right? (laughs) It sounds like the normal tempo. 
But uh, yeah, hold on. Let me play it at the the normal one real. <laughs> Go to the bridge for him. <laughs> it sounds like. Wait, are you playing at half speed? <laughs> Quarter. <laughs> I was like, it's not that slow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Isaac. Okay, back to it. Let's go to the bridge. Do you know where the bridge is? Um, oh, I don't know. Three quarters of the way through. Yeah. Yeah. He really makes you wait for those changes. Here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. Whoa. I like that. Time. Ooh, he gives a nice peer into the camera. I hate eye contact. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> well, he's looking. He's looking right at you right now. Uh, if we could share the screen, you would be very uncomfortable right now. Yeah, it's. It, you know what? It it it's not bad. He doesn't have a bad voice or anything. It, it's actually pretty no, good. It's just it no, was no, no, no. when I first heard I mean, it. I thought it was. Thing. I'm very excited to hear the rest of clarity. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um. Just just uh, you have to mark off a couple of days. Um, let's see. <laughs> All right, uh, that was Isaac. I have Dom Liberati. You got Dom Liberati. So yeah, here's my note. Uh, let's play. He. This is a great cover. Yes. So this is. Oh, he has a. This. So this is a winter covers EP um, that you can download oh, uh, through. SoundCloud. And so see, Dom gets it. Dom agrees yeah. that this is a winter record. Absolutely. So this is Dom's. I guess that when there's an album called or a song called Twelve Twenty Three Ninety Five on your album, it's a winter <laughs> album. <laughs> Left behind the busy crowd And so it seems we slowed down Tell you what, he knocked out the uh, piano tune, that actual sound, yeah, the, man. the tone of the piano. It sounds just like the piano on the record, yeah. exactly. But yeah, I mean, this guy's this guy's also got some sick uh, harmonies in there too. Yeah, I gotta mash this up with the five 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 video because at the beginning, it's basically like the five 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 version of ten. Like it's like synth pads and uh, vocals, and I love it. Let me hear that just like, real quick. We left behind the busy crowd. Ooh. Now just imagine the Galactic Overlord. Yes. And the clapping behind him. You're I'm right. mashing this up for Instagram Dude. for this episode. Perfect. <laughs> Give Dom some uh some exposure. Yeah, Dom, you get yourself a music video yeah. out of this. <laughs> oh man. His is his was his oh. was excellent. Um I don't know. Have we had yeah, I guess we've had two. We've had two acoustics, but none that have really blown me away. the 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 two covers that were really good were both electronic, right? I, I except the Polyphone Studios did have. You could hear some electric guitar in there, but I haven't really been um, blown away by any, anything uh, acoustic yet. 
Uh, did you see the uke cover? You know what? I've only got three left, and that's one of them. I, I love it when there's a uke cover. So this is I Am Charlie U. Fun and poppy. Yeah. Let's hear... Um, yeah, look, man, the guy's already starting off smiling. I am Charlie U. You know how to make uh, brighten someone's day. Yeah, I like Just Charlie. Yeah, Just Charlie. Okay, here we go. Hey, this is my uh, second Jimmy Eat World cover. Um, it's called 10. It's on the Clarity album. Are you much for uh, luau's? Do you like those? Do you like luau's? Um, uh, I've only been to one, and it was at the Mormon Cultural Center or the what? What is it? The Polynesian Cultural Center in uh, Oahu. So I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife uh, um, grew up going out to Hawaii. Her mom was born in Hawaii, um, of Hawaiian descent. So yes, I enjoy. A luau. I could, um, if they had somebody that, let's say, the vocals, no vocals, but I could listen to somebody play Jimmy Eat World tunes on ukulele all evening at a luau. Yeah, man. man. You get Brother Is. Yeah. Get Brother uh-huh. Is to play uh, some Jimmy Eat World. <laughs> Rest in peace, brother. Rest in peace, Is. Yeah. Uh, right. This one sounded great. Just just Charles, man. Um, I think he acted, I think he played it off like he didn't know who Jimmy at World was in the very beginning, right? Wow. Yeah, listen to this. What a weird Jimmy song to cover if you're going to pretend. Listen to this. Listen to this This little hiccup here. Jimmy Eat World cover? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jimmy World. Yeah. No, you know who Jimmy at World is. He knew. He's just nervous. Yeah. He's just Charlie. <laughs> very cool, though. <laughs> I like it. I always, I always like when there's uh, one ukulele that we can throw in there. Most of the times when it's a ukulele person, they're happy. They're uplifting, yes. very positive. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I do have an acoustic cover that's pretty good. It's over on Bandcamp if you want to check me. it out. Hit me with it. You know what? While I'm, you get that to I'm, me, um, let's see. I want to do this one first before I do the last YouTube, because I know we have that one. This one, I have a question. Uh, do you have C- Yep. Sita? <laughs> He's the new metal guy, Sight. right? Yes. What is the name of that hat? What kind of hat is that? Uh, is it a that, short brim Oh, hat? is it like the beanie with a brim? Yes. Short brim hat? Is it short brim? Well, let me open it up. Let me open it up. I, I wrote new metal guy, which makes me think, oh, okay. So uh, for my Halloween costume this year, I was the um, caretaker from the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. And I had to find that hat. Um, I've already forgotten what it's called, but let me look at my eBay purchase history because I had, I, until I found the term, I could not find that hat. <laughs> then I found the term and I was like, oh, and then it just now opened I'm up finding that hat everywhere. Huh? And then it just opened up your purchasing world. Correct. Unlocked it. Like then I found a ton of that hat. Uh, it's <laughs> definitely called something. Oh my gosh! I, you ever you have those like things you just keep in your eBay watch list? Yeah. One of mine is the 1994 Bandai Power Rangers Power Zord White Tiger Zord. <laughs> like 
I'm very close to buying this one day. The problem is it's $16 shipping, but I really want the White Tiger Zord from Power Do you have Rangers. the others in the collection or something? No. It's also on here. But I remember really liking that. Like, I really want to get the tour as well. It's $24, but plus shipping. I don't want to play. I don't want to. But tour the Shuttle Zord. <laughs> I loved these toys so much. It's not a trilby, is it? Uh, What is it? Oh, no. Uh, sorry. <laughs> let me stay on topic here. Um, uh, let me look at my purchase history. It's not easy to find your purchase history. No. Um, it's not. So I'm surprised just by putting in um hat names. I'm going to go through six here. This is now a hat pod. Um, a fedora, <laughs> ascot, Panama nope. hat, pork pie hat, trilby, uh, or a boater. No, it's none of those. Yeah. Give me, oh God, what is it? Purchase history. Here we is go. Is it a military hat? It is a, a military hat. It's like a something cap or something. Oh. Let me see. In the last 60 days, I definitely bought it like... A boonie hat? No. What the hell is it called? No. Patrol... Fatigue cap. <laughs> Camouflage hat, military style, patrol hat, fatigue cap. One of those things. Let's see. So it's a patrol hat. Yep. There you go. It's a... Uh, uh, but I would say it's a field cap. Field cap. There you go. Yeah. And we yes. found it. So that's what... Yeah, I don't even know. What is this? Hold on, hold on. Let's do it. Dissect it, because I can't even. I'm gonna see if uh, if Siri will read it. Speak speech. Start speaking. Oh, I have my uh, headphones plugged in. Hold on. Well, here I got this one up. I was using this one the other day. Let's do this. Let me just play it here. Saitat saitangine. Saitat Ooh, there you go. Yeah, let's see if this one does any different. This is not Siri. This is just. Here we go. Sidat Sidamjan. Sidat Sidamjan. Sidat Sidamjan. <laughs> I like yours better. <laughs> I'm going to throw it into Google Translate. There you go. <laughs> so this is Sidat Sidamjan uh, with 10 by Jimmy Quote, World. Oh, interesting. S- uh, it says it, it's dead to detecting Catalan. And to English, it says quoted Citan, it's still the, but quoted is one of the words. Hmm. Oh, yeah, like <laughs> citation. I wonder if it's, uh, maybe it's uh, Latin. What? Maybe it's um, Citat Citamgene. Yeah, that's what I think it is, Citat Citamgene. This is the only person that comes up when I Google it. CI because it's CI tats CI Tam Tam Jean. What's funny? So if you Google it, one of the pictures is of a girl playing Polaris by Jimmy Eat World. If I if I Google, if I Google his that, username, is she also on his? No, account? that's Kira. I wonder. Uh, yeah, that's uh, yeah, Kira. They weird. must show up in the same like related videos, so they show up. Yeah, they show up in search results together too. So is this guy even worth all of this this uh <laughs> this chat? Let's no, see. No, absolutely Let's hear not. What, uh, That's the best part. I was like, eh, it's like. what it is. This is a uh, Jimmy World cover called uh, Ten from the record Clarity. Uh, you like it? Yeah. Left by the busy ground. I like the chord progression he's doing. Yeah. So it seems we've slowed down. It just sounds like a different Jimmy World song he's playing. Yeah, it does. I like that. 
Yeah, he's throwing his spin on it. Yeah, taking the liberties, man. Now, you brought this up in the last episode. We talked about when people change, take liberty and change the chords. Did you did yep. you give your input on that? Like how you feel? I think I didn't like it when I heard that person do yeah. it. This guy I'm kind of good yeah. with. Yeah. I think it depends. I think this guy kind of threw it in the basis. whole... I mean, there's... The one that we were both listening to um, in the previous episode was uh, somebody had sung it the same exact way, had the same sort of tempo, but they just changed a couple of chords around. This guy's got his own unique sound, right? Yep. Yep. What is this? Are you just playing his song in half speed? <laughs> I'm back to Isaac, baby. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. You shouldn't have told me about that whole so change good. in the speed there, man. <laughs> well, when I'm going through interviews and stuff like that, so I'm in, as an editor, like I don't have time to sit there and watch interviews. So I usually will watch interviews at double speed. And when YouTube added the feature, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Now I can burn through interviews from my favorite bands and stuff. Um, and I listen at double speed. I listen to all my podcasts at double speed. So yeah, I think I watched a few TED um, talks at uh, at one and a quarter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, one and a quarter. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I want to be able to hear Slow what they're down, saying. Justin. I want to be you know, talking like the micro machines, man. Well, it depends on how quickly they speak yeah. naturally. But some people can some like uh Michael Barbaro from the Daily. Uh, that's a news podcast I listen to every day. Oh man, need to be a double speed <laughs> for Michael Barbaro. <laughs> He's very deliberate. Yeah. Um, so, uh, play Bradley Dunn, because I'm assuming you only have one more cover and that has to be the one that we're both talking Hit me about. With, so did you give me, did you share Bradley Dunn with me? Bradley Dunn. Yeah. All it's right, a, uh, this is Bradley is, Dunn's yeah. band camp. And listen through the second verse. I specifically said the second verse is really good. Mm-mm. What happened? Band camp doesn't like my internet connection. Let's try this again. Oh, snap. All right, let's try this one more time. I think this uh, this is the the. It's too high quality. Yeah, it is. It's this is probably like at least a fifteen megabyte song. <laughs> All right, let's see. I want to just make sure it's gonna. I'm gonna let it. Uh, it looks like I was gonna say it's buffering. I'll pull my mic off the stand, and I can use my my uh, shotgun mic and point it at my computer speakers. <laughs> this I'm sure we're. Well, this doing one is Bradley a free. Donna this is service. a free. Yeah. This is a free download. I always love that uh, the, the street signs that people take pictures next to. Yeah, you know? no exit. He's out there busking. Oh yeah, man. Or uh, I'm I'm catching up on Sadie Hawkins Pod. Our friends Danny and uh, Jess over there at Sadie Hawkins Pod, and uh, uh, they just recently did a song called Bummin. And this dude, he's bumming. He is. Bummin'. Well, I wouldn't say they just did a song called Bummin. I just listened to the Bummin episode. And uh, this dude's bumming out here over by this no exit sign. Here we go. Love that chord right there. So it seems we slow down. Meet me with the way out through the lies. Nowhere, going nowhere. In the fake yellow light And blame no 
sounds incredible. Yeah. <laughs> that guy is he up He probably against... is really into the spill canvas. Yes. It sounds a lot like <laughs> spill canvas. I couldn't I couldn't place who it was, but definitely um spill canvas-esque. Yes. The uh and, spill and that, canvas adjacent. Yeah, and the way that he recorded it. You can tell that he did that with a uh, a really nice condenser mic because you can hear his uh, you can hear when he opens his mouth and you can't screw up uh-huh. with those when you're singing into a condenser mic. There's no um, you can hear everything. So very, I mean, very well sung, very good job, Bradley Dunn, and he's got Gaslight Anthem acoustic cover. So this was like uh, he's got some stuff from six years ago, seven years ago. Is that all it is? It's just those two uh, or three I guess tracks. So. I, that's a bummer. Yeah, I'm not. That's what I'm not good Man. at is uh, poking around on their. Yeah, well, on their I don't know if Bandcamp really fact. makes it easy to to search around. He's got discography. It's got two other tracks. Well, actually, just one other track. Mm. So, Cambridge, Ontario. So, if uh, Cambridge, Ontario is Canadian, huh? Canadian. Hey, hey. Eh? Eh. <laughs> I. <There's, laughs> he's not, he's Irish. He's not Irish. <laughs> All right, now oh, I'm from we have Camden, we have saved Ontario once way. again. We have saved. I don't know if this is always going to be how we can we can do this, but we have saved a fantastic one uh, for last. I, if, look, tell, can I tell you how I yeah, found it? Hit me, hit me with the story. So remember, what episode were we talking about? I think it might have been one of the ones where we lost the audio. That but was remember dizzy. I found that website Toonbat. Yes, and like I was like, oh, it tells me all about like F sharp minor this key and. Uh, the the BPM is 111, and then it's like the Camelot yeah, the number. Camelot. And we that. lost all that crap. I did, but I found it again. So I was like, let me, oh, what was that thing? So I found TuneBad. TuneBad's now part of my thing. There wasn't anything uh, um, amazing about this song. Uh, I guess we can quickly, because we're leading up to something very special. Um, uh, this song, Recommendations for Harmonic Mixing. This recommends we mix 10 with Kevin Devine's Cotton Crush, Glass Jaw's Modern Love Story, The Get Up Kids' Washington Square Part, and then look at this, Transatlanticism, Death Cab for Cutie's title and registration. Harmonically, these two songs can mix. Also, Recommit by Jimmy Eat World. Ooh, they've already surviving. got that new one in there, huh? Yeah, man. They got the format, the first single, Your Boyfriend Sucks by the Ataris, Interlude by My Chemical Romance. They got Straylight Run, Existentialism on Prom Night. We talked about that song before. This is like pretty much every episode we have talked to at least one of these artists. Yeah. Diamond also fits in here. And this is from like most harmonically sound to least harmonically sound. Mm -hmm. Then there's non-harmonic recommendations. Um, Early November, something that produces results. Um, Gaslight Anthem 45. Oh, another number song. So we can't mix 10 and 45. Can't Got mix it. those. Um, <laughs> Angels and Airwaves, The Adventure, Jimmy Eat World, Always Beat. Weezer Butterfly is not a harmonic res- uh, recommendation for the song. Anyway, so uh, that's how we learned about Camelot numbers. Maybe we'll go back into Camelot numbers on another episode. But when I searched on TuneBat for Jimmy Eat World 10, this other version of the song came up. All right. And I hadn't seen it anywhere else because the artwork for it everywhere looks like clarity. So I just skipped over it thinking it was the Jimmy World version. Tell me about the holophonics and how you okay, found them. So the holophonics, um, <laughs> give you a, t- a taste there. The holophonics in the song title, when I saw the type of music and then, yeah, I saw the I, the album art that they had put together with the the smoke and the guy singing and then the... Um, trombone 
Yeah, it's so funny because the colors and everything are so right exactly. on. I just skipped right over. Yeah, right. So that that was um, that that threw me for a little bit, and then when uh, if you didn't catch that first note, it just jumps right into it. But it's so clean. <laughs> it's so good. They've covered the entire album of Clarity as a ska album. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, the holophonics, man, and I, I they. Uh, they they still make music. This was from two years ago, um, but they still have stuff going on. Let me go back to their, uh, they might have a channel. I got to make sure I get rid of this and pause that. So let's see. Billie Eilish, Bad Guy. Ooh, they do. Yeah. So I'm going to the uh, planning on going to the Love Fest again in Long Beach this year, and um, <laughs> there's so many bands that have that sound, uh, and I like it. It's it's cool music. It's just uh, you know it's nice um, chill, relaxing music. And I've played this so many times now. You want me to want to hear uh, the ska cover by the Holophonics now? Please. All right, here we go. so chill <laughs> yeah man you know this is uh they've got the harmonies in there but they've got the all of the uh the, the musical instruments that are sort of indicative of that ska sound right yeah man you got like the the steel drum and they've got the keyboards yeah the st- I, I, I didn't hear any steel drum but i know they got the keyboards sorry i was trying to think of like not a steel drum but like the it's like a steel snare drum like oh, it's yeah. not like it's like a piccolo snare yeah it's flatter, right? Um, yeah. Um, yeah, man. So, Justin, what are your final takeaways of the song 10 by Jimmy Eat World? Uh, so I know that it's part of a much bigger album on its own. I enjoy the song. You know, after hearing it again, it, I immediately refamiliarized myself with the track. Um, it's enjoyable. Out of 10, I would give this one, I would give this song um, a nine because I can't give it a perfect score, right? So it's a nine <laughs> out of 10. But yeah, I enjoy this one. You? Yeah, man. Um, I think the number 10 indicates an independent person with enormous potential. This number helps in bringing projects to completion. Like this episode. That's the meaning of the number 10 from the secretofthetarot.com. <laughs> Um, I decided to quickly look well, up. The if there's one thing you and I are, it's, it's numerologists. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're very much in um, the numbers. Yeah, uh, this this was one of those songs where it's like I knew the music, I knew the words, I did not know off the top of my head what the uh, 
what the song 10 sounded like when uh before we went into this episode and now it's uh definitely one of my favorites and it already was one of my favorites but it existed as like you said a small part of a larger whole that i still consume as its own thing but now um uh which is what we wanted to do with the podcast we uh found this great little gem of a number that i'm pretty sure going forward i will say oh yeah i love that song 10 Although watching two weeks, I'll be like, what was that song we did? <laughs> I know, right? It just gets lost in the shuffle. Well said, though, man. Well yeah. said. Thanks, man. Um, so, yeah, man. Uh, well, I'm trying to see if I can work in this numerology thing. You know what? You know what numerology really should teach everybody is to be excellent to each other. And party on, dudes. <laughs> Welcome back to Jimmy E. Pod. Uh, today we have the pleasure of speaking with Corey Goff of Rex Means King. Now, because this is the Jimmy E. Pod podcast, I got it. My first question has to be: uh, Are you a fan uh, of Jimmy Eat World at all? <laughs> um, I never, I never really got into them. Honestly, yeah. um, I've listened to some songs, and they're they're not bad. They're cool. They're chill. But uh, it's not my like go to. Uh, Could you? Genre of I mean, music. like, let's say that they're. I have to be in a mood for that, <laughs> right. you know. Now, uh, from their radio play, which is, I'm assuming that's probably how you heard most of their stuff. Uh, is it their like their top five hits, like uh, "Middle" and "Pain"? Is it that kind of stuff, or have you heard? Yeah, heard other, other tracks, and and I mean, and even then, I couldn't, I couldn't even really. Uh, uh, call out. Oh song, yeah, like, yeah. Name us like. Oh, that's that right. song. Right, and I, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't try to put anyone on the spot, but there's like a, a handful that would get played on down here. K Rock, like they play Sweetness and Lucky Denver Mint, mm-hmm. and then on. Um, I know that they would play the middle on stuff like I don't know about K Earth, but you know, it's like top forty radio. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. they're not everyone's um, cup of tea. Did you get a chance to listen to ten? I did without the yeah. one you sent me. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was it was very it was very nice. It was a very like relaxing song. Yeah. It's kind of rainy and dreary here, and it was like it was a nice way to start. Yeah, and the that's morning. exactly how we had uh, started off uh, chatting about that song. Was that that entire album Clarity is uh, it's a very it's it's one of their most popular albums, especially for people that um, they put it in the same category as. Um, bands that are up in the Pacific Northwest, like uh, Death Cab for Cutie, their Transatlanticism album. Oh, yeah, it's yeah. It's kind of like that. Like, just like you said, it's a rainy day, fall kind of album. Yeah. Uh, and this song yeah. is no exception. And and, um, and so this was the one we were going through, and it's because it's it's going to be our episode 10. We have uh, a sort of a... Uh, we haven't described how we're doing the order of songs, but if you were to follow the songs, you would see that... All right, the um, the first song we did was opener, and because we did opener, the second song was closer, and now song 10 is going to actually be 10. So there's some kind of uh, similarity, That's yeah, cool. but we're not really giving any of our listeners a, a you know the full list. So it is, <laughs> we do, sometimes we get uh, what we call our bops, which is like the big songs that there's a lot of covers for, and this one didn't really have, um, I don't think it had any covers, in fact. There was... Um, 
Mm-hmm. That, you know, there there wasn't a lot for it. So, and it was it was a somber song. What we really liked about it was that the drums just sort of start at the beginning. They just come right in. There's no lead, yeah. and it's just the drums. Um, uh, this was them from like 1998. So this is 20 years ago. <laughs> it's just crazy to think, right? Oof. Um, and they've been going on for wild. now. They've just released their tenth album. So, how many albums? How many? How? Well, let me ask you this first. Let me take a step back. How long have you been in Rex Means King? Uh, it's been like three years. It's been like That's three great. years. And how many albums have you put out? Honestly, just like we did a demo, um, and then we just put out like an EP recently. Is that semantics. Um, the band, yeah, yeah, the band's kind of been plagued by, uh, um, like troubles, troublesome histories, like, uh, uh, like on the back end part. So it's like when we went to cut, um, our demo, uh, the guy's hard drive crashed, and it was just like months after months of like trying to him trying to figure out what's going on with that, if he'll be able to recover any of that data, um in the end he was. And then, so it kind of just like put us on the back burner, um, like off to the wrong, off on the wrong foot, like immediately. And that, you know? Was that with this and last then, album or what you've done since then? Uh, that was our demo. This was even oh, before okay. the semantics. Yeah. But, um, then we, with this recent one, semantics, we, uh, we got that out and like we had dip, planned a little tour around it and then uh, we had ordered a whole new round of merch and um ups didn't deliver <laughs> well they said they delivered but they did not deliver uh 40 Dude, shirts and i think ups um, is canceled was a man. Big, i think we should be going through uh the yeah. fedex right yeah they done <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah done so but um so that kind of set us back too. So it's kind of just been a slow going thing, but you know, we're still plugging along and stuff. Yeah. So you guys have been playing for three years then. Um, so the biggest, just with, just with this band, me, me and, um, Dom and Jason, my two brewmates, actually, we Rex means King spawned from another project previous to that when I played with them. And so we've been playing together probably like five or six and years. What was the, what was that project before? <laughs> what was what the name was of that? that project that you guys were in before? Oh, before it was a uh, Tarzan oh, yes. dragon. I, yeah. Then I bought the, uh, I bought the, yeah. <laughs> okay. It was Tarzan dragon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> it's a sick shirt, man. I love wearing black shirts to shows. You know, I've oh, got yeah. Uh, yeah. a couple of Weezer band. shirts and then I've got my Tarzan dragon. And uh, <laughs> the did show you, shirts. Did, did Tarzan dragon ever put stuff on Spotify and, and go to that official route? Um, I think we did. I think we did, but um, I think we were using like a subscription service. You know, it's like you pay for it. I'll put your stuff out on there for like a year, and then you gotta like renew your subscription. Oh. So I don't know if it's still on there, honestly. I mean, your your uh, page comes up. Did you have the song Delirium and Dimensions? Okay, so oh, it's yeah. still on there. Oh yeah, nice. Oh yeah. wow, that's cool. Yeah, that's but cool. you know, but now <laughs> we're talking about Rex means king. So uh, yes, I, I've yes. also got to ask. So what? What is there a story behind the name? Uh, there is, but I couldn't tell tell it to you. It was like an inside joke between some of the members, and I just thought it sounded. Cool. Oh, it is. It's very, it's very cool. Yeah. It's, it it's just you know three. It's basically three one syllable words. It rolls off the tongue. Rex means mm-hmm. king. Hmm. Yeah. Although sometimes people will say, "Oh, Rex Rex meets king." <laughs> I'm like, no. 
Yeah. Uh, now you guys have been playing. So you do a ton of live shows then now, right? Since you've released um, Semantics, you said you did a tour then. Are you still, you're still playing live shows in the area? Yeah, yeah. We've slowed down a bit to kind of write the, the, the you know, what's coming next. But um, but yeah, yeah, we we toured off of that. And um, that was kind of um, spring, summertime. And uh, and now it's kind of the rainy season. And so we're we're kind of hibernating and, and writing. Well, nice. So um, have you guys developed a sound that I am assuming that since you guys have been across two bands, you've been together so long, mm-hmm. you have your own. And I'm talking about not just like a band sound, but have you guys put together your equipment to where, okay, this is what, this is how we pack our stuff together. And this is how, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. And all the, all the, the cars we'll take on the road. Um, we've can Tetris pretty well now. Right. So you just have like a little caravan of, um, is it just one car you guys all take then? Uh, usually we'll split it up between like two cars and, um, it's usually just like, well, I drove last last time, bro. It's your turn, you know. <laughs> yeah, you got to address it that way, huh? And um, and what's like the furthest that you guys have gone to tour? Then, uh, Las Vegas. Oh, that's, I think that's um, that's a pretty. And was that one a good turnout for that show? Yeah, there was a little house party out there, um, with some friends, um, in this band called um. Bow, but um, but yeah, it was that was fun. That was a fun night. So you got to Vegas, and I know you've come down into L.A. our area out here. And uh, do you have a yes, big you have yes. a big following out here? <laughs> no, no, not quite. Actually, we've got some like we've got some we've made some friends and stuff, but um, nothing too crazy, you know. But we do have a lot of. Anytime we go down there, we've we've got some um like. Like I said, some friends that we 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 know that like it's always a good time. Oh yeah, and I know you played. Still, I didn't get to go to this one, but I know you played the Hoops House Party, and uh, (laughs) I mean they're 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 um, they're an interesting family because they've got. I mean they're they already have their own online thing with their their YouTube channel and all that stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. But they got a sweet backyard. Did you guys play on one of the, the the two platforms in their backyard? Yeah. yeah yeah it was it was super awesome <laughs> and was it all was that one it was it was like a little stage oh, yeah. it's like a little stage and was that you know? one all full electric great. uh yeah nice. yeah yeah um yeah, do you so like the the band they've got their sound you're the first drummer that we've had on the podcast that i can ask this so have you then developed your kit to where all right this is my sound um can you make a drum kit sound unique to where, all right, this is, this is Corey sound or this is Rex means King sound. Um, like, yes, yes. Is it that, is it that important to you? I think a lot of it, not necessarily like, I think it's more in like your, um, like your hardware, like you, like your cymbals and like your snare. Um, obviously like the, the size of a, a drum shells and all that can, and the heads you use can like affect that sound. But, um, yeah, like I can play, I, I'll play any kit, you know what right. I mean? You could just um, jump on. It's yeah. And it's not like I have a, a necessary preference for like drum sizes or anything, but I really do like my cymbals I think, I think like cymbals and snare are 
would be like much more part of your sound. Cause also like off a record too, you know, you can kind of manipulate a uh, drum tones and sounds and stuff like okay. that too. Like the sounds of the toms and whatnot. But um, sometimes there's just a snare drum where you're like, Oh, that, Oh, that the crack of that snare. Like I know, I know that snare drum. I know that. Right. Drummer, you right. Know? And, uh, and I follow you on Instagram. I haven't seen much. I think the last thing you posted was, I don't know if it was around re- the, the release of semantics, but I don't know if there was much be- between then and now. Oh man, I'm actually, I just don't, I just don't use social media a lot, honestly, <laughs> but I'm actually like playing in like three bands Sick. right now. <laughs> I just, I just don't post much. Yeah. So there's the Rex one. Now is um, that- is there There's one with a, the girl um, oh, guitarist, female guitarist, or did you just sit um, in on that band? Yeah, no, no, I sit in on that band. That's so that's kind of what I'm kind of trying to develop myself as is like a um, like a drummer for hire, like a studio or a session or like a touring drummer right. or whatever. Um, but yeah, so that's one of the bands I sit in. They're called Like Roses, like an emo emo okay. punk emo pop like project. Now I know that. Now uh, let's fun. talk about they're that fun. then. So I know that you've got, you know, I've, I've been chatting with you for the last couple of weeks and, and just trying to coordinate some time. And you're, you're very busy with, with your, um, I'm not sure if I would, how, how, how I should refer to it, if it's corporate life or if it's professional, you know, right. I don't know what you want, but like, <laughs> oh, yeah, is that difficult to I balance? Perf- I know that you, you seem stoked on, on your position and all that, but is it difficult to balance all that stuff with what you want to do musically? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, cause I don't know. Cause I'm trying to develop myself professionally and like round out my resume and yada, yada, all that fun stuff. So I like, I, and I, you know, I kind of enjoy what I do sometimes. Right. Right. And that's good. <laughs> I would, I would but, um, hope so if you're doing yeah. it, you know, earning money. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so like I do, I, I apply myself there, but I, that's just like me in general. Like it's just me in life. I just like, I try to apply myself, you know, like, try to put a hundred percent into everything. So I'll do that. And then, um, I mean, I moved out to Oakland a couple of years ago, you know, to, to do music. And now there's people coming at me with like, Hey, can you play drums for us? So I'm just like, yeah, sure. I, that's why I'm here. You know? So I, I've kind of taken a lot on, um, it's kind of been, it's, it's been manageable, but, um, it does get quite busy sometimes. Cause then I, you know, between all that running around, then you got find time to eat and sleep right and so i mean so it sounds like you're compromising on maybe i mean you're, you're not not like personal hygiene just like sleep it's it's just that that's the one thing because you sometimes personal yeah, i don't hygiene. want to make it I'm sound like yeah, i don't know cory didn't shower tonight but but um <laughs> and i see that that sounds like a, a real creative but professional individual that mindset right you don't want to you don't want to shortcome your your employer but you also don't want to lose out on what you what you're doing passionately, which is playing yeah. drums. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just not, all, not even for my employer. It's just, it's all for me. It's just like, what can I like? I'm, I'm like a, I, I think, I just think challenge accepted kind of, right. kind of way is, is my thinking well, about good. it. You that's know? a great, that's a great um, perspective to have on it. It's not like you're just, I don't know, slogging through just to, I don't know. Just day yeah, by day. I did that. I did that for a while. I did that for a while. And now yeah. it's like, okay, I got to. And I'm sure that something. can affect your uh, positivity when you're actually working, uh, doing your, um, your, your passion project, which is 
um, you know, trying to find gigs, playing, doing, doing percussion, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, I can totally get how that mm -hmm. weighs on you. And that's partially why I left, um, I left, uh, the private industry and then moved into sort of, um, education is easier because I have, I, don't yeah. know, I have more time off to, to do things like this, which is what, oh, I, what David and I have really started enjoying, um, to do. Um, so the, is the Oakland scene, is that, that's pretty happening then it's keeping you busy then. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of stuff out here. That's pretty cool. That's good. Is it, would you say it's like, I'm so that it. would you say it's kind of on the same level as Los Angeles, like that size, or is it more like something like a suburb, like the Valley or, um, Long Beach? Uh, I, I mean, if you could even answer that, I'd probably say like kind of LA and okay. kind of the suburbs. Like there's, there's different pockets of, of different, you can find anything yeah. out here. You know what I mean? It's just a matter of finding it and all that. Um, but there, it is a lot of like DIY, kind of that suburbia mm -hmm. kind of feel, or um, yeah, a lot of DIY, a lot of like house shows. Um, there's some venues and stuff out here, but um, it's a lot of a lot of DIY, a lot of like community based stuff, like a uh, Gilman, Gilman in uh, Berkeley. Um, it's all like it's all volunteer run, you know what I mean? And that's a that's a venue we play often. It's just, it's just all the homies um, there. So speaking of Gilman, um, I saw that you also appear on Gilman Street's ripoff. What's, uh, what was that about? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, someone, someone had the idea to, uh, get a bunch of like Bay area music or bands together and, um, cover green days. Dookie. That's so sick, man. And I love so the art. we got asked to do that and we were, yeah. Oh man. Oh, it was, it was a very exciting night. It was very, very packed at the, at the, at the venue. And, uh, we did FOD yes. and, um, it like starts acoustic, right. And it's kind of just like slowly builds up. And then right before this, there's a drop and I, <laughs> it was like last minute. And I was like, uh, Dom, who, who's lead singer, guitar player for us. I was like, Dom, you, you should start a wall of death there. <laughs> So, so so we extended out the transition and he was like all right guys like split up split he split the crowd and I, then like wall of death i watched awesome. that video i was watching with charlotte and uh i didn't get a chance to finish it she kind of swiped through but i think he stopped playing so it was just him doing it and i thought oh there he's just playing this electric i wonder if Corey and all the, the rest <laughs> of the band's gonna come in and then he started pointing at the crowd and he goes now we're gonna do and then we swipe so that's probably <laughs> what he was doing right he was he was <laughs> the wall of death, yes huh? oh yeah orchestrating uh fun <laughs> sick so you guys have fod that whole album is really good and i don't yeah, know where where did you guys record that because the the um the quality of that is just sick man it's really tight Ooh, this is a this is a big shout out to uh our our buddy uh patrick hills up in sacramento at earth tone studios that's where we recorded that whole album he he did our demo we've done stuff with him and like tarzan dragon like uh, Grumpster, some homies go go to him often. Like everybody goes to Patrick. Patrick's the man. I, I don't know if you know that band Terramellos. Uh, no, I don't. They're like a weird, like no, noisy kind of mathy, like experimental, like rock uh -huh. project. But they've they've done all their uh, records up with Patrick okay. too. And the so, but he does he does great yeah. It work, sounded yeah. awesome. Uh, that was the when I went to your your page. That was the top played uh, track was FOD, and I listened to it. I mean, I had to listen all the way through because <laughs> I love it when the drums come in and they sound so clean, man. 
You sound great oh, on man, that. Man, it sounds so fat. Um, yeah. So you mentioned uh, math rock, and that's why your name actually—that's <laughs> why your name came up in our podcast. It was like within the first like seventeen minutes of what when David and I are chatting, and there's a portion of this, and you can hear it if you can recall. At the beginning of ten, after mm-hmm. the drums come in, there is a portion where the piano player um, plays. It's essentially like a chord, right? So it's like one three five but they play it yeah. arpeggiated so it's like one three five one five three one three five and it just yeah and i was saying i like how they've done that it sounds almost like kind of like a computer like bleep boop bleep but it, it adds more to it and he goes yeah. I, don't, I don't know man um this is what david's comment was he goes it could be math rock could be one of two things because people play the same notes in different successions which is kind of what i described and i think Mm-hmm. And he says, or it's like literally people make the guitar sound like a 1960s computer. And I quote him saying, <laughs> beep, boop, bop, beep, boop, beep, boop. I don't think either of those are correct. And I, but so what could you, how would you describe math rock? If you're going to give a lesson, like you're standing in front of a classroom, how would you describe uh, math rock to the layman? Oh, class. Uh, math rock is a style. It's like, um, yeah, it's a style of indie rock that um uh it's a style of indie rock that is like influenced by progressive and punk and like emo but that um musically um uses a like an odd time signature or it tends to nor like it tends to use odd time signature more than uh like a common common time which is like four four which is like anything you'll hear on the radio right and much. that's uh math the that the math part kind of comes from like the use of the odd time and is signature. it not so let's say they do something like like seven eight time right so is it switching between yeah. different time signatures or is it just having an entire song in seven eight uh either or okay like both is it does it it's everything in between. Do you there. have more clout if your band can do the, the <laughs> like more uh, elaborate changes in time signatures? I yeah. think so. I mean, it is sick. I've heard a couple. <laughs> I've goes, heard, yeah. You let me listen to. I don't know if it was if it was Tarzan Dragon or if it was Rex Meaden's King or it was even something else. But when we were doing that little video share party mm-hmm. um, down here, oh, I don't yeah. know if uh, if that was m- like math core or if it was. Like math, I don't remember exactly what I showed you either. It sounded but, um, very difficult, is is what I would say. Yeah, it yeah. did not sound easy. Um, yeah, it's all like math rocks. Also, usually kind of uh, characterized by the use of like finger tapping, um, guitar styles. Hence the like the complex like feeling of it because they're just oh right. I mean, they're it's it's way more rhythmic, right? And if you're if you're um, tapping, I imagine then, you've got to tap on these beats that may be changing uh, tempo too, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It, it seems like a lot of work, exactly. and, but I imagine so, that there's a is it a is it a pretty big audience for that? Or would you do you know if there's a pretty big audience for that type of music? Out here, there is. Um, L.A. I think there is too. I think there's kind of like a resurgence of math rock um as of late and i mean as of late in like the past i don't know probably like five ten years it's slowly it's been coming back yeah i've um that's one of those uh i don't i haven't really explored that genre of music on spotify because you know you can listen to one thing and it says recommended for you i'm still Mm -hmm, yeah i've still got these weird odd um 
it's kind of between when I do my work, you know, I do the, the my computer work. I'll listen to something that's sort of easy listening, or I'll listen to something that's like Jimmy Eat World. Yeah, but I haven't gotten into this whole math rock. Just because I think my mind would start working too hard to try and process what the hell's going on, <laughs> right? That's funny, yeah. Uh, well, that's kind. Of, I mean, that's kind of what's cool about like a lot of math rock is that most of it's instrumental, so it can be. You just kind of got to find the like the right bands, but like it can be something you put on in the back and kind of just like um, hear this kind of light like floaty guitar riff right you know as you're kind of just typing away and it's yeah it's there's certain there's definitely some certain math rock like sean like sean is like quintessential yeah, I was ask. okay so modern let's see math so how do you rock. spell that um c c h o n sean okay i'm gonna put that i like to sean. ask people um what they recommend like what's your top artist that you would recommend recommend for um i don't know working on stuff or for this genre so i'm gonna follow jean chan and mm. and do that. So, let me ask you this then. Uh, in in the mentioning on the on the topic of you going out and trying to be a session drummer, a, a sit in drummer, uh, is mm. would you say it's easy or difficult or even possible to come in like on a on on a the same night? Let's just say, hey Corey, we need you to sit in. We're a math rock band. Is that something <laughs> you would even attempt to do? Uh, it like it depends how. How like it depends on the yeah. band, like uh, like Chon. If Chon called me right now and was like, "Yo," I'd be like, "Nope, sorry, not your guy." I'll be there to support you morally, but I, I'm not your guy. Um, <laughs> but there's there's some other bands. Uh, I mean, I can't I can't even I can't even think of any right now that I like could potentially. It's it's usually pretty difficult. Okay. I and I know? get it because especially if there's Sometimes if they like if they if the band has like a song that's like if a band has like a song and they're like this is just in seven eight that's it that's all you count like I uh-huh. could do that but like it jumps from two bars to seven to like two of like three four then that's that's getting a little <laughs> right tricky it gets a little yeah, tricky yeah I imagine that and you know I I haven't been in music theory for a while but there's probably a couple of different points that 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 you could jump in and go from seven, eight to three, four. Right. So it's <laughs> yeah, like, what? who are you watching? Right. You're the one doing the drumming. So they're maybe yeah. following you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's why I do like the genre. Cause it's, it's pretty challenging or it's like, it's fun for a drummer. Right. You know? Right. And it's now sounds, I mean, sounds like whatever you're doing with drumming, you're having a good time. If it's a challenge, um, you're just, you're yeah, enjoying yeah. that, that moment. Um, so, and also what you're saying is that David and I are completely wrong with what math rock is, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, your, your words, not mine, but yes. I mean, we are totally (laughs) off. We were both off and I'm I'm glad to have now learned what this is. And it's, um, I'm intrigued to listen to Chon after, uh, after we sign off here, but, um, yeah, we were both very wrong. I also want to give a shout out real quick. Another tight uh math rock band out of like san jose like my areas covet of it they're they've they've been coming up recently too but they're now they shred they are are they also on spotify so is this covet gonna be them oh Oh, sweet i'm gonna follow them too that's sweet yeah they're awesome they're super cool so now i um is uh let me ask you is there anything that you would uh like to promote or plug um how can we find you uh, where, where's the best place to find Rex means King? Uh, best place for Rex means King is probably Spotify. Uh, 
get those sweet, sweet streams <laughs> up, you know? Well, I follow um, them. We're also... My man. I mean, it doesn't man. matter to follow, right? Uh, we're play. also on like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, just put it yeah. on while you sleep, you know? Your volume can be down. <laughs> just put it on repeat. Sweet, sweet streams. Uh, we're also on like Bandcamp and stuff like that. So um, like iTunes and all the major... Uh, so your socials, is it all Rex outlets. Means King is your socials? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, the Instagram is Rex Means King Band, but um, but yeah, Rex Means King, and some will Sweet, pop man. up. Sweet, um, Well, look, I want to thank you for uh, your time and chatting with me about uh, music in general, drumming, and then, of course, uh, answering our question about math rock, <laughs> right? So, I mean, I, I know you're a busy dude. Oh, yeah. um, I hope you enjoy your, your Saturday uh, Netflixing or whatever it is you're you're doing today, man. Um, uh, thanks again. And uh, if you ever want to be back on, just let me know. We'll have you on. And uh, yeah, sounds good, man. Thanks for having me. I, I appreciate it. I'm not, disclaimer. I'm not an expert in any of this, but um, so you're a humble you're you a know, humble professional. Just as well. given my. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, no. Thanks for having me, man. This has you been got fun. it, Corey. All right, man. I uh, I'll talk to you later. All right, Justin.